Okay, let's get into it. Now, Lucas Magoon is one of snowboarding's national treasures. He's influenced an entire generation with his style, his gear, his punk attitude. Gooner has lived a hell of a life from winning hundreds and thousands of dollars in contests to ending up in a coma after hitting his head. Dude was in a two and a half week coma. He's lucky to be alive. Needless to say, Lucas has been through a lot and we cover everything from gambling to Sasquatches to now fatherhood. Before we get into it, I want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in every week. We really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It is a loose one. So here we go, the Lucas Magoon episode. You are listening to the Bomb Hole. Bomb Hole Podcast. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. The Bomb Gonna slide down in big hills, you know what I mean? On the big, nice burgundy snowboard. Okay, here we go again. We are back in the booth. We're back at the bomb hole presented by Pub Beer, Solomon, and Wild Mike's Pizza. Now, Stony Buds, how are you doing, my friend? What it is, dog? I am good. Happy to hear that. Now, to my left, we have the Rutland kid, Mr. Lucas Magoon, in the booth. What's happening, Lucas? Uh, good to be here, Chris. Good to be here, Stoner. You know it. Uh, for the people listening that aren't watching, um, Lucas is currently smoking a cannon as well, just to keep people briefed so they have the visual. Um, you might hear a coffer here or there, yeah. So, uh, Lucas, you haven't been in Utah in, what, 10 years? Yeah, it's just been about 10 years. Um, apparently, this wonderful state of Utah does not drop the misdemeanor warrants after seven years like all the rest of the states do. So, uh, you know, it's kind of been dragging on. And, uh, you know, I was talking to buddy uh, Luke Nathan Trimbath over there. Uh, Dingo, if you all don't know. And then, uh, you know, I asked him uh, if I could uh, maybe get an estimate from his lawyer on handling this Utah deal. And, uh he said, yeah, I got you. Like, you know, I'll get it for you. I was like, oh, really? Like, all right. Well, and there it goes from there. And, uh, yeah, he ended up getting it dropped for both Tanya and myself. For um, Well, if we can get into the details of it. Well, from what I understand, it's actually a pretty good story about how it all worked. Well, yeah, how it all worked was uh, since we are in a pandemic as well, so there can't be much of me rolling here and doing community service in the 12 month of, you know, probation and everything. Um, you know, the huge that what it could be, um, though it carried on, uh, each charge. I had papers. I had a grinder. I had, I had the little, uh, weed goblin that we got from, uh, Spain trip. Remember? Yes. Stoner. Like, yeah, it popped the top off. It had, like, some ice cream or something in it, and I ended up, like, keeping it and using it as where I put my weed in. And, um, you know, we went out there with uh, Lenny Mazzotti. For, you were here for the launch, right? Yeah, we uh, drove out, Tanya and myself. Uh, we drove out with Lenny Mazzotti because uh, Denise, uh, you know, or Mosh, uh, Lenny just got his first license, you know. He just turned 16. He's got his license, and he was going to be on the open road for the first time. And uh, was cruising back, and uh, on the way after the event, it was great, and uh, I was sleeping to getting knocked, uh, hearing a knock on the window, and we're on the side of the road in a snowstorm somewhere, heading back to Big Bear, and then uh, he's like, 
open the window. He's like, all right, just tell me now. You know, I smell it. Like, and I was thinking, like, oh, it must be the hair or something. Like, you know, because I don't smoke. I wouldn't smoke in the car with Lenny or cigarettes either, uh, of course. And then uh, it goes into, I told him that. I was like, you know, we're out here for a big shoot um, for him, filming for a magazine company. And, uh, you know, just told him what it was. We're on the open road with him. He's got his license. And, uh I got papers and a grinder uh, in the back, in my backpack, if you would like to know. And uh, he's like, all right, and then checked it out. And uh, pretty much uh, he was like, gave me three tickets for possession and then up to an ounce. And I didn't even have that. I had the to the to the crutches, you know, like it was nothing. I should have not even had those. Um, anyways, and then, uh you know, and then gave the same three tickets to Tanya just for being my girlfriend at the time. And then uh, <sighs> it went into, uh, it kept dragging on. I lost the tickets. You know, he, he told me, well, you told me the truth. I'll let you go, but just pay the tickets. And, uh, you know, pardon. I uh, misplaced it and never did. And uh, I thought I would get that off my shoulders somehow down the road. And uh, Dingo made it happen. And, uh it ended up being that we each charge was five thousand, so pretty much we were charged with fifteen thousand each charges, and then plus who knows what the fees for the court fees, you know, and then uh, missed, and uh, ended up being we donated each money into a foundation out here uh, to help kids that were, uh, you know, born kind of like, you know, in a. Uh, you know, it could be a drug thing, you know, or something like that, or just some other troubled kid type of deal, um, as they worded it, you know. And, um, yeah, it went in, and it was, it sounded like, oh, all right, you know, like, we'll give you, <laughs> you're just going to, like, you're really going to do it, too, huh? Like, are you going to drop it? So it was kind of like that. And then uh, it turned out that, uh, yeah, everything went through. So Dingo facilitated you guys doing this donation? Dingo actually, as he explained it to me, the, the lawyer came to him and was like, yeah, you need to write this substantial check to the judge because the judge actually owned this foundation. And Dingo was like, is this guy trying to take me for a ride? Like, what's going on? And uh, so Dingo was like, screw it, wrote this big check. Didn't tell me the number, but it's obviously not a small check. And uh, two days later, three days later, check was cashed into like a personal account and then they just got a letter saying lucas and tanya are now free to go let's give lucas and or let's give dingo an air horn yeah. for that one that is a yeah. boss move put up all the money for the lawyers you wrote already know everything how much it means to me yes what's crazy is it just goes to show man money can get you out of oh, a yeah. lot of situations 100%. that a lot of people you know without money end up in jail or never coming back to utah and Bless Dingo, though, for getting Gooner back. It really was. And it really was. And I really appreciate it. And uh, meant a lot. Utah now, loves having you back, brother. Oh, it's good to be back, man. Racking and stacking so far on this trip. It's been enjoying. Now we're getting this uh, episode going. Oh, yeah. Definitely excited. We got the camper out there. Posted up. Granier's just hooking it up, dude. It's so humble. So good to be here, dude. I'll tell you what. I miss it? y'all. It's been a long time with no one for a couple of years, you know. So there's a couple homies out east, but, it, you know, it's good to see everyone and be back shredding with everyone and uh, back here. 
Utah. Well, we uh, we welcome you with open arms, and it's been a blast having the damn Magoon family at the house for the past week. You got, you know, to paint a little picture, they, they pulled up in this little teardrop camper that they towed, just packed to the brim with stuff. You know, Lucas gets out, he's got, you know, his three-year-old daughter, Winter, who we got to give an air horn, his wife, Tanya, and his dog, Mocha, who's a boxer. And, you know, they've been partying with my dog and just all day laps. It's just like mayhem, toys getting dumped out. We're co- it's just been a fun environment having the Magoons hanging here. So Winter likes to call you uh, Phil's father. Yeah, she refers to me as Phil's dad. <laughs> yeah, Phil's dad. Yep. First thing she says is, uh, we're at Phil's house. Uh, <laughs> she comes home every day so far like, Phil, where's Phil? Oh, she had me uh, before y'all got here today, like, and she was leaving off to Woodward. Uh, she was... Uh, she had to turn back around for a hug, of course, but then she came back a third lap and needed to say goodbye to Phil. And, then, uh, and that was about her fourth uh, fourth lap before uh, the 10 o'clock opening up there at Woodward. And shout out to Woodward for an air horn. Keith hooking it up and for Woodward in general being up there. I heard it's a real cool place and uh, – Winter enjoyed it, and then she uh, tried out the inside zone, and she loved it, and they were leaving, and Winter Diamond's like, I want to go shredding. And then she went and took some laughs, and uh, they're back at it right now. Well, She's she- been enjoying the trip, too. She bought all the tickets, the three-day pass to go to all your zoos and children, music, like, you know, cool stuff like that. Um, so that she's been having an epic time. Like she's been cruising. Shout out to Tanya for being just a dope mom. Oh man, shout out indeed. (laughs) Just mom boss mode. Like she's been the greatest. She's been, we're going through, she's been a great mom and winter and it's just so good having her. Like it really is like, Oh, it's like something else. It's this whole other realm now, you know. It's like you found the. Like it's great. You found the female version of yourself. Uh, It's crazy. (laughs) She's put up with me this long, so I give it up for that too. You know, like oh man, like you know, as you you know me, I've had some time, so. She's a, she's right up there with Mother Teresa. She really for is. That. Yeah, <laughs> she, she really, really is. is. <laughs> I love her so much, and she's great. And oh, winter, that's. A, yep. She's got that magoon blood in her, though. I see yes. that. I see that. Lo- she's young getting Lucas her growls going. going. She's getting her shout outs. Maybe so. hit a bark for the people out there to let them know. <laughs> like she knows. She's like learning she the knows. growls and the barks too. Like, yeah, she all knows. She's more of like she's kind of like creature where they are. She's kind of like. Know going cat with it, you know, almost. Yeah, she hissed at me yesterday. Yeah, she might jump into that. She might jump into a dinosaur. She might jump into like some other creature. But it's, uh, oh yeah, she's great. But keep it going, Winter. She already shovels more than I do at spots, too. Oh, she made sure she brought the shovel on the way here. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I got to bring the shovel. So, yeah, yesterday we were at a spot. It was a closeout. And, uh, you know, Lucas was, which, mind you, let me paint a little picture. We're at a Church of Latter-day Saints here in Utah, and you have Lucas, who's face tattoos, his wife, Tanya, who has face tattoos, and his daughter, Winter, with a little baby shovel, and he's jumping <laughs> off this big clothes out, and the people are walking by in the neighborhood like, 
what the hell is going on at my church right now? This is just, this is unbelievable. I can't, you guys got to leave. You're going to break your neck. <laughs> oh, I did see that part. I did see, like, I think some Jiba uh, Jipas with their uh, granddaughter, and they were sledding right oh, next they were, to the drop. They had her back, you know, though. It seemed like, yeah, they were in it. I seen the neighbors over across the way were filming and smiling through the windows. I think we had a couple people stop by on the way out after that, uh, you know, we officially got kicked out. I guess the president was called up and it took him about an hour and a half to get there and uh i never knew that i guess someone did shout that like we're gonna give him a call um but yeah and then pat and joey though like we reset up after the closeout and reset up and they like just got out up over and then to the wall and then down and like both stomped like gonna be a sick clip Joey was like the yeah we got Pat and Joey just been racking like it's so been dope. Pat and Joey Fava I don't know if he specified that for the he listeners. did not uh, well yeah well what Project Pat and uh, Baby Kangaroo <laughs> on them like you know, yeah Joey Joey and Pat dude real impressed with their shredding like you know way hyped on their style yo and they know like it seems like they are like you know good ones in it so it's uh, good to have them around because it's keeping like the fire lit and like just getting shredding plus having Lung and Doman around and like getting them in the mix dude and hanging out like ah like yeah you the can vibe. see it you can see it like you know and it's just the way they are and it's just the way it is and you know they've been uh, supporting the Goon Gear as well. And, uh, yeah, so we've been racking some footy with them, so we want to throw them in the uh, Gungir short film that we're So we'll get into Gungir. for, yeah. Let's talk about it a little bit later. But but before we get into full-blown Gungir short film, uh, let's run it back to the uh, Vermont roots. I grew up right outside Rutland, raised by a single mom, Rutland County, Pittsford. And, uh, yeah, let's... Dude, what was your your childhood? It was not um, typical of the average kid. Let's talk about that. Uh, it was, uh, you know, a single mom, you know, and Gma, and we had Gma and Pop, you know, like they were a big, you know, uh, more of like mom and dad too, you know, mom, Jeannie, shout out, of course, like, yeah, who knows Jeannie? Yeah, mom, like, you know. So it goes in, and uh, yeah, it's it was. Uh, Mostly started, uh, dad left at three, left uh, to my mom, and she just paid off the loan, like, finally just paid the payment that was left in her name on the house, so, like, you know, she just got that, I'm so proud of her, too, she just got a new job, good everything, like, way hyped on it, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we have, uh, I think I got my first skateboard, it was, like, a flat tail, like, green, like, think it was like you know plastic trucks and wheels and i remember there and you know and we had zero gravity turned out to be at george eddie skate park in rutland shout out zero gravity right there yep and then we got miles and dylan and then we got dave and uh um uh, we got uh everyone there and uh we'll jump back to where pacific do you want to start? Were you well, when you were young? Your grandmother you know, kind of more raised you, right? Well, yes. Let's. Uh, yeah, we could. You know, the skate park turned out to be later on. Uh, you know, a big influence on it. And Gma and mom, like mom, had at the time had uh, a job up at Killington, 
Like, you know, she worked at Killington gift shops, all that. So that was allowed us to have a pass to the mountain. That was the big help right there. And then she was working at Blue Moon Sports, a ski shop right by like Outback Pizza in the original dark side snowboard shop right there shout out to bill and his fam like heck yeah going getting it like you know it's way dope they expanded and that's where it all started so um you know it was chaos for mom and gma you know mad stories of me like where is he i'll be on a roof like at a construction site you know and my dad was still around until i was three until he moved to north carolina and uh you know there'll be times that uh, the house was getting remodeled you know, like, it's getting fixed up, and uh, I guess we used to have a laundry chute. I guess I went down that once, and good thing, I guess there was some stuff at the bottom. Uh, where is he? Oh, he's looked down there. Oh, he's on. <laughs> he <went laughs> Where's Lucas? He went down the laundry chute. He he's the in the basement. So uh, yeah, another time, like, before there's this wall put up in the... Uh, in this one part of the house, it's, like, pretty high ceilings. And it, uh, before there was a wall, it used to be a balcony. And I guess it didn't have, like, a railing yet. And there was, like, stuff stacked up there. And I guess the room was getting painted and boarded and, like, you know, the walls getting done. And uh, I guess apparently, good thing, the one couch in the whole room that Gma happened to move over to this one spot, I guess, like, I just snuck, went upstairs and tried to climb on this bike and I guess the bike fell over and then I fell off the balcony and then landed on this couch. But then the bike came down. Like, you know, like I think I got <laughs> stitches. My first stitches, I think was like, uh, it was the third day since I got home after I was born, maybe first. like it got to the point that they're like, all right. So are you all good? Like, like how, who are you? And then G ma, our mom would like start like, he f tripped over this. Like enough. <laughs> I'm talking to him, like trying to ask a, a two year old, three year old, like, you know, like if uh, anything else, you know, but no, nah, it would just be chaos. Like right on the side of route seven too. Like, you know, route seven goes right through, um, you know, it connects all the way to New York to 22, like, and it goes all the way to Burlington, you know? And then uh, you got 18 wheelers, you got, everything right there a lot of dogs you know went there you know even our last like youngest you know it was it was a tough time a couple a summer ago we lost four like you know old, from the semis from eight one one out of the four though i'm just saying uh she'd either make it to two like um it's very sad um that's a different story um it goes into um it would be like and then it would be growing up with tenants because this had like this house was like you know um it was our house. It was basement. This used to be, this house used to be an old uh, mortuary. Like, they would keep the body, like, it's original rock foundation from the beginning. Like, it used to be, and they would, like, keep all the bodies cooled in the basement and the coffins. And You grew up in a mortuary. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. That makes sense now. Like, this I, house, that's starting like, to fucking. So, one thing, one thing I want to talk about here is the importance of uh, Zero Gravity Skate Park which is the meeting ground. You know, I talked to Tyler Lynch, your good friend, obvious Airhorn. Uh, he he yep. basically grew up, like, he lived right next to the skate park. And, you know, for somebody like yourself, grows up in Rutland, for those who don't know, very rough around the edges in Rutland. Like, it's it's like a rugged town. And so, for you, having a, having a tougher childhood, with that was where you kind of found yourself. And I got this video of you as a kid at Zero Gravity, which we're going to play. 
So for the people listening, Lucas has like a big old oh, mullet. I think He's that wearing Daglish right there on the side. I think that was Chris Daglish. Shout out, dude! Inc- yeah, incredible. Lucas was a little shit. He was a <laughs> hellion. He was a hellion. fucking hellion. Nobody could contain him. But the only place where he could be contained was the goddamn skate park. So talk. Yeah. Let's talk about zero gravity and the importance of that in your childhood. All right. So you know, same. So with zero gravity, you know, started going there. It was only summers, you know, so it's only open in the summer, and then it gets turned into a uh, hockey rink in the uh, wintertime, and then you got to take all the ramps down. Like, this place is a huge old indoor tennis, like, it had old tennis court, like, green, like, ground, and it had fence walls on the side. Now, I believe they tinned walls up and they used to even have like wind blocker real thick but it would rain and this place would fucking slip out and you like couldn't skate anymore but it was uh, a summer thing and uh the first time i think i went to the skate park i got kicked out for because i went into like like (laughs) like i went in something happened with some kids so i went and grabbed this like big old like three inch single barrel pipe that I found in the in the back rec room where I'm not supposed to be and then I start I'm about I'm coming out the door and then there's there's Frank just Frank's just looking at me and he's like you go home and then you know I handed him the pipe <laughs> then you know that was the first time out of a couple or a few or a dozen times that I was or had to uh let go but you know that was where life definitely like, just was the best, like, you know, and everyone who I met through there and that are still friends to today, you know, and then it was, like, we became, like, you know, we were from, like, just going there from the beginning, turning into the fucking local kids and looking up to the older kids that, you know, like, we were always trying to, like, you know, any up to their skills and, like, you know, and go and, like, a lot of their style and just everything with there. But anyways, it's, like, we became, like, we, like, it was a family. Like, you know, like, they were my family. Like, since, like, my dad left, you know, and stuff with, like, I guess, like, you know, I guess growing up, you know, for any single parent or, you know, any kid that's growing up with a single parent or, you know, has problems and stuff with, you know, not being able to have that, like, you know, mom and dad exact, you know, but shout out to all the people that do support, like, you know, that and come in, even if it ain't blood, but they, like, you know, pretty much are your your mom or dad, you know, like, give it up for them, you know, if the originals couldn't do it, at least someone helped out, so... Um, you were raised by the skate park. Yeah. Okay, Lucas, we're going to get into a little guest question from uh, Lane Knack. Our guest question is presented by Solomon Snowboards, and um, we got a bunch more of them. But here we go. First question is from Lane Knack. Here we go. Yes. What's up, boys? Lane Knack calling in. Second-time caller, long-time listener. I wanted to ask, how the hell did you become the poster child for a Got Milk ad campaign oh, in Southern Vermont years back? <laughs> Hope all is well. Love you guys. Hey, brother. Yeah, Lane. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Lane, good one. Well, <laughs> Jeannie, my mom, thought 
would jump into, uh, oh, got milks cruising around the United States and they're trying to take the top kid choices around, you know, like we're going to go do it. And then like, you know, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go do a, I don't want to go do a got milk commercial, you know, like, I don't want to do this, man. Like, come on. Like, no, like you're doing it. Like, come on. Like, you know, like I had no control. I'm young too. Like, you know, so she got me on, she, she, Spike the hair up, and then she got some red fucking piss lenses, like shades on, safety shades, like, and it's like, you know, take the photo, and took the photo, and I guess I was like, top choice of something, like I was in People's Magazine, I was on 13 buses in Burlington, yo, on their bus route, like I'm you on gotta all the You have milk on your upper lip, too. Well, oh, so everyone knows the God milk. <laughs> I forgot yeah, about those. So, That's a good know. point. We gotta find that. <laughs> I've so, seen it. it was something like that. Like it's, it's uh, awesome. I He's got around the same age or something. As your video. Like, like the news rolled into my elementary school, like and uh, elementary school though too. There's this one kink there that like no one's no one's hit Tyler though. Tyler Lynch almost like you know he was trying to shred it with me. Let's like, stay on the this milk thing commercial. Is, like stay on the, way stay, above. Stay so anyway, stay on target uh, here. Let's stay on target. Another story, and then it goes into uh, so the got milk. Like I guess I don't know what place I got, but it went into like I got a free plane ticket to anywhere in the United States. I got uh, you know like I said. Vermont put me on the 13 buses in Burlington. I'm like in the uh, People's Magazine. I'm like the news crew showed up at my elementary school and like filmed something, you know, and, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, you know, and then, so that was kind of like, you know, like. Money in the pocket? Uh Oh, it's not my pocket, but then, you know. <laughs> like Genie's like, pocket? Well, you know, something, uh, whatever, if there was, I don't know if there was any cash prize with that or not. Is that and, mortuary uh, haunted? You know, actually, uh, there is. I was going to jump uh, into that as well. Um, you know, my mom said, like, you know, the couple first days that they were there, she looked out the window, and underneath this one tree, uh, there was, like, a piano player, a girl on a piano, and there was, like, a couple other people jamming out. Like, and then, like, she claimed it was she seen spear, a ghost, like a form of that. And so, like, I remember, I think, it was like it was brought up like close to senior year, maybe tenth or eleventh, that like some reason like a couple of us and the teacher were talking about like, you know, they were talking about ghost stories or something like that. Maybe like some like ghost shit came out on T V or something, so like somehow ghosts were brought up or something and I was like yeah, like, I guess my mom claims she's seen, like, some girl on a piano outside the house, and it used to be an old mortuary, you know, and keep the body. I would scare kids, like, that would come over on sleepovers, like, they kept bodies down here in this basement, you know, like, you know, like, you know, scare. I remember this one kid, like, uh, from Owen Bass, like, uh, and then it went into, um, so uh, the teacher was like, I, do you know who lived there as well before you? I knew her, and she did piano lessons. Ooh. No fucking way. And I knew her. Like, it like it was like, a whoa. Like, <laughs> I was like, all right, Jeannie, you know, like, all right. But, like, I was like, damn, like, really? Like, so that was kind of like, come on, that's pretty damn. You like, thought your mom was trying to scare you, probably. I just remember, like, her one trying to claim, you know. Yeah. Like, but, like, come on, that's pretty damn f- 
That, no, that's like, true. Know, I believe that's it. That's kind of like, whoa, crazy. you know, really? Like, oh, all right, well, you know. Hey, but that's just all energy. It's just like Freddy Krueger shit, you know? The more energy you put towards it, you know, come out in fucking dreams, and, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so it's like the more energy you give to them, you know, or to the spirit, to that, you know, it could be, but all respect to that. And, um, of course. Lucas wanted to do something special for this episode. We we playing craps. He wants to teach. No, he wants to teach everybody C-Lo. how to play CeeLo. Four, five, six, son. You know this. And One, for the people two, that are unfamiliar with CeeLo, he's going to explain the rules. All right. So, I believe a lot do know. I know Cole Taylor's kids know. Uh, I know that this is a very fun, amazing game. That CeeLo is street craps. I've learned this from. The original Rutland STD house, the Skate Till Death crew. Shout out to the old Rutland STD house. And that's where I've learned CeeLo through. But there's a lot. It's, uh, the rules I know is. So what are we going to throw in here? I'll start with a $10 game. What do you think? Uh, let's go... Uh Let's go twenty dollar game real quick. Yeah, because we aren't going to play too many rounds, I imagine. Okay. All right. So you throw. In. So you throw your money's money in. in. You don't want to. Uh, you got to watch out too, because that'll be dirty if you roll onto the you money. Want, you don't want your dice and to that's touch a roll, the money, or you might have to uh, throw in a little something, um, or you lose a roll. That roll doesn't count if you do land on the money or the dice. That don't count. That's dirty. So, anyways, you start with a single dice. See who goes first. Five. Highest roll goes first. Yeah. Highest number goes first. I rolled a first, two, of course. four. Right. So you get three rolls, and uh, three roll? rolls is it. Like, a lot of people try to just roll until it's like, no, nah, it doesn't count like three that. Three and out. And then it's like automatic one, two, threes, automatic lose. You know, you're out. Like, four, five, six, automatic lo- uh, win. You know, that's CeeLo. That's the game. Like, four, five, six, you're automatic. You can go triple. You know, and you go from pairs as well. So if you get the same of anything in a single, that's what you get with that single. If you get, you know, trips of the same, you know, you can go. That beats the highest number triple beats the singles, and then four, five, six ultimately wins. Yes, of course. And then, uh, yeah, and then if it goes automatic re up too, it's like you know whoever sets the number to whoever sets it. And then that person gets the same. That's automatic re-up. You put the same amount into the pot. And, uh, yeah. All Let's right. roll some dice. So, Did uh, you roll your first one? Yeah, I got five. You sneaky sneaker. One, two, three. Oh, oh he's out. <laughs> I'm out. He's out. And then on the other side is. You or me? Goes this way. All yeah, right. I think Eastone's extra <laughs> hyped right now. <laughs> yeah, that one, two, three dog. Eastone, you know, loves playing CeeLo. Ah. He loves it, as everyone knows. Is that a one? The Goon Gear's a one? That's a six. Oh, it's a six. So we oh, got Goon Gear nothing. dice as well. These uh, We made like two colors on our first. Nothing. One, nothing. three, four. And we made the Goon Gear, the sixes. Three, four, five, nothing. nothing. I literally just got to roll All anything. Right. What, how many rolls? I haven't, I haven't rolled yet. Yeah, you did. 
You roll yeah. till you get something. No, no, you don't. Did you hear? I said what? three rolls only. Ah, I always play you roll till you get. No, that's what I said. It's nothing. He wins with a three. Take that three. That's holding. That's high. All right. For the listeners, uh, I won the pot. Uh, let's play another game. Let's see. What do you guys want to do? Another 20? 20. Another 10? Let's go another 20 on him. All right. Here we go. Yeah, and then the uh, see N- NYC style, dude. You roll till you it, get till you get no, something. No, man. Yeah, man. No. There's there's different three, ways I always, to play. Well, I always play East three coast, now. West it's, coast. It has to be three, or it just carries on. Three. three. All right, three could hold. Let's see. None. That's a sturdy three. That's a strong looking three. It is a strong three. Five. Okay. Nope. I haven't rolled yet. Bud still has to roll. Oh, another twenty in the pot for touching the money. That's uh, slap some respect yeah, on the. Yeah, that's on the. Let's get a push here. I'd like a push, maybe. Nope. What do you roll? A two, a three, and a four. Which is nothing. Let's get big numbers. Four, five, six. Dead. Roll a five. Roll a five. Two. Oh, so Gooner won the pot. All right, what do you got? What do you got? You want to do another one? I'm all out of cash. Well, we can buy him in on a five dollar. Maybe he gets another pot. Yeah, there we go. Let's buy the kid in a five. All right. Goonie starts up as the winner. Well, it's a new amount of the pot, so we roll. We roll again. Yeah, we roll the one. The winner of the uh, last starts it. Four. I roll the one. Push. Six. Touch the money. That's a roll. That's dirty. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, all right, we doing, that we're doing this. Yeah. Nothing. See, I have a theory about my dice game. Is I rolled all my good shit because I won so much money. So he he so lost like, all his juju. I'm retired. Well, it looks like you're out of retirement. I actually right now. haven't played a Not game of CeeLo in a minute until now, so you got to speak to the excited. dice. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. To be a winner in dice, it's really you can mentally start getting on flow state and uh, start calling those dice. Literally, and they just got coming. If he he might roll three and out too, chances are slim. You roll the six. All right, Gooner's yeah. pot. You two go head to head. Fuck it. I'm out. I'll ref. I'll ref. Head to head, everything bot. Yeah. Everything head to head. What's the amount you got? Uh, I'll be the aficionado. I mean, I could. You want me to put in all my bucks? Everything. Uh, I, got a, I, I got want the house. I started with camper for camper. Let's go. Twenty, thirty, <laughs> forty. I don't think I got 50, the papers on. Sixty. Six, I, I got sixty-five dollars. Hey, you got the papers on your camper? <laughs> I, I think it's paid off. I got the title. All right. Yeah. I got sixty-five. What do you got? You got sixty. Same. How much is it? Sixty dollar game. Yeah, let's do it. Camper for camper, kid. Let's go. <laughs> All right, me and Gunner are playing a sixty dollar game once again. Thank you for supporting the bomb hole. Your money is being invested wisely. We got a two. We got a two, and we got a five from Chris. Chris is starting with a uh, pretty strong feeling from this guy. This guy likes to take down the cash. He's blowing on the dice. Ooh, no roll, no roll. Three five six, three five six. Let's go. Roll number two from the kid. The greenback kid, they call him. Ooh, we got a one. It's a strong one. Ooh, that is a weak one. That is a sturdy one. Gooner, rolling the dice. What do we got? Three. Three takes the pot Fuck. versus a one. 
I just lost sixty dollars. Thank you for supporting the bomb hole. Gooner now has hundred and twenty dollars in his pocket. All or nothing, and boys. You know, All or nothing. One more. Can we go? <laughs> Gambling anonymous. <laughs> All right, Gunnar, let's keep it moving in this conversation now that you got all our money. <laughs> you plan this. I want to I wanna pivot into a little topic of conversation. We're going to hit a little pivot. So, Lucas, you grew up snowboarding. You, uh, you were a complete fucking hellion, okay? Like, I can't even... I grew up... I met you when we were probably... You were probably 13, and you were a complete terror. Like, the most psycho ADD kid I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. And then you, you went on to... You found snowboarding. You excelled at it. You were, you know, really, really good. And ultimately, you. you ended up going to OMS, where uh, Okemo Mountain School, where Danny Cass and Lane Knack and a lot of other notable people went. And you um, got a scholarship from who? The man, Ross Powers. He got the Ross Powers Whoa. scholarship. <laughs> Ross gave you a scholarship. Let's give him a super alt air horn for that. <laughs> Lucas Magoon, product of the... Ross Powers Foundation. So talk about that, Lucas. Yes. He's so, all cocky. He's got all his yeah, money now. He's got all the money. He's a whole different dude. Look at him. So, <laughs> so the Ross Powers. So KMS never was allowed into. It wouldn't allow me in there. Um, Killington Mountain School. Yeah, <laughs> shout out. But still. We're not yeah. giving them a shout out. Pico. Pico <laughs> on the side. Little trail there. Thank you. Shout out to my mom, too. You know, that's where, like, you know, kind of first ever. Like shredding was right there on that little slope, little two chair. Back to Ross Powers. The Ross Powers Foundation didn't make it past KMS weekend program. So it got turned into that I applied, I believe, or my mom did. And then uh, Ross Powers Foundation, you know, ended up helping and donating. And I was able to go to Okemo Mountain School. And that was in Ludlow. Shout out to Jerry Tucker. Legend, not Ethan, the man, still, like, always, like, he is a big original inspiration, back to a question, I believe, um, before. So that goes into that uh, Jerry Tucker was a coach, and you had um, you had Ian, and I believe he went to SMS as well, Ian Kirk, you know, and then that was also, like, the first time, like, you know, with seeing, like, tech, Nine bindings too, like you know that was dope too. He was repping tech, like, and then um, I believe Never Summer as well, but with tech bindings. And then uh, at the time, and uh, I was able to go to the dorms. You know, I had the first year to the dorms. You know, I believe my uncle also. Shout out to uh, Uncle Mark. You know, he was really cool and helped me out as well. Um, to uh, I believe the second year. You know, he might have helped the first year, you know, but he was a big part of that as well, helping me out. He's like a NASCAR announcer. And then, like, it goes into, um, anyways. Ian Kirk uh, follows the our bomb hole thing. Give, that, give him a bomb hole. Yeah, yeah. A little bomb hole. Uh, Thank you. I remember, like, the certain bus rides. Like, you know, I think that was, like, first time I heard uh, um, body count. It was epic. <laughs> like, you know, it was sick. And you and went to the, school with Nico Chaffee. Like, yeah, Nico Chaffee. And then Ethan Zach Doobie went there. But anyways, right? So I like, 
I got the first year. I staying at the dorms, you know, like I made a quarter pipe at Jerry Tucker's, like, you know, it would be like, wake up, you know, you go on the run, you know, do the stretch routine, you go to the bagel spot, you know, and then you go shredding and then you go back and you do schoolwork. And, you know, the dorm was also like they had classrooms and then like shout out to the teachers there too. Like, you know, they got it through and like, it was cool. And then, uh, the second year, they wouldn't let me go to the dorms. They're like, no, nope, you're too fucked up. We're not letting you back at the dorms this year. And then I was like, all right. And then Gma, shout out, like, 5.30 in the morning, leave, drive to Ludlow, and then get into the run, to the stretch mode, to the breakfast, to the shred, to, you know, like, and then go back. Gma like, made it happen for yeah, you. Yeah, like, it would be the routine, you know, go through, like, stop and get the same thing, you know, it was, like, dope, you know, like. The funny thing yeah. about the mountain schools, too, it's like, it's like alpine ski racers are what they're built for originally. So, you know, you have people like Lucas Magoon at age 15 out <laughs> the there. passes, though, ru- like I was running, saying, Bob, like right? running yeah. and doing box jumps and, like, doing, <laughs> they had him doing that. <laughs> Yeah, that's why when he's talking about waking up and going running, he's talking yeah. about before you go snowboarding, you work out and you do all this shit. And so it's so funny having, like, somebody like Gooner doing this, like, alpine ski racing workout <laughs> no, before you go ride. Everyone else gets to wake up or lives, like, five minutes from there, so they get a little, like, that extra hour or, like, you know, 40, you know, it was, like... So, like, yeah, I'll do it extra, like, tired. To, Did you uh, survive the whole program? Oh, of course, man. Six. Like, Dude. I mean, I'm still here. And then you look <laughs> at... No, I don't mean survive. <laughs> like, you're still alive. Did you get through it? Oh, graduate? Us. <laughs> Definitely did not graduate. <laughs> did not graduate. Not there. <laughs> that, those are like, I think, like, ninth. And, I think that was like seventh, eighth. Like, you know, like. Have you graduated from high school? I did on honor roll. You At got honor these, roll. Man, all of these. I think honor roll's A's. Shout out to, uh, nah, I guess the B's were let in something. I guess I was on, well, it was mentioned. So, but B's, I'll take it. I graduated. Dude. Yeah, B's is all I sick, did. dude. Thank you. Like, yeah, and shout out to Patty I didn't get all Air. B's, I don't think. Patty Air made it happen, you know. Epic <laughs> teacher. She had a dope program. Like, you know. At a certain point in time, you were kind of ripping. You are going to zero gravity. You're, you're skating every day. You're doing skate contests. You're starting to do USASA. All around the time I met you, you're, you know, destroying USASA contests. <clears throat> and then eventually... Um, you know, you, you tried to get into KMS, couldn't get in on the weekend program. Ultimately, you were able to get into OMS, which is Okemo Mountain School for the layman's. And my question is, how are you able to get into OMS? Well, the Ross Powers Foundation. Shout out to Ross Powers. Yep. Yep. I kind of have this vivid memory. I want to try to paint the picture for the audience because growing up, we both did U, uh, USASA Green Mountain Series, right? I was a couple years older. And Lucas rode for Forum, and he rode for Volcom, and he wore very tight pants at mm-hmm. this time. And the, I remember specifically, like, we, you know, this is the type of shit he would do. Like, he would be throwing, like, he would always throw snowballs at everybody. And I remember specifically, like, he was on the chairlift, like, throwing snowballs, and it was, like, a low one coming over Mount Snow. We're all throwing snowballs at him. He's coming down, spraying people. Like, he was just this fucking punk hellion shooting people with BB guns. Like, it just was, like, he was just off the fucking rails as a kid. Like, if you can imagine Lucas at age 13, it was fucking crazy, dude. Bouncing off the walls, this kid. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, you get, so just a, that was just a little interlude, but you, get, you ended up getting on forum. 
You did your first international trip with Louis Vito, right? And Peter, Peter Line. Lied, dude. Shout out Peter Line. And, dude, Epic. your boxes were fat. I remember I would go to his dude. crib, and he had just stacks of boxes dude. of forum gear. Oh, who wants a jacket? Who it wants a like, pants? Special blend, all that shit when you got on. Yeah, and then it was Volcom, and then I, I mostly switched over to uh, Special Blend. And then was, you know, riding the outerwear. You know, Jenner was, I believe, the uh, TM at the time. And shout out to him. I think he he was doing coaching and stuff or had a program last I remember, something like that. And, um, yeah, and I left for him, you know, for Tech Stunner, you know. And then, Tech Nine. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I did epic times but that first international trip for him sent me out to japan you know and mad love for japan like i love y'all and i just love the islands like love shredding there like it's the best and the most actually place i've ever traveled to you know the most international flight has always been to japan and we were out there during the tsunami like yeah i wanted to actually get into that i don't know if now's the time we don't need to go in chronological yes so lucas and i were there during the big uh power plant at Fukushima breakdown earthquake. Um, Do you want to talk about the session we were having and when the earthquake happened? Paint a picture for everybody because that was a wild time. Yeah, dude. So that's shout out to like, you know, Jake Devine too, you know, like good dude. Like, you know, so we're sessioning this white guide rail, right? And Jake like, doing he's regular so he's doing no slide and he clipped toe and he fucking half a front flip and landed in between of these two banks that had like you know maybe like a two foot flat in between the banks and he kind of just like landed and rolled on that he caught and then like that turned out later to be like dude like fucked up dude like broken neck dude like he got back to the state after all this chaos and it was like doing physical therapy and the doctor ran down like yo don't fucking move dude like you got like a slit disc like so do you remember where we were snowboarding and tk too you know last i heard he's out in alaska like i don't like, think he was with us he's locked up well, he was with us you know so we were snowboarding at a cemetery him, right lucas you yeah. remember i would like to talk to the kid you know the original <laughs> kid like tk shout out like yeah dude for him dude Forum trips, Peter Lyon and Louis Vito. Back to subject. So, yes. This, you we know, were talking crazy about this, fucking the trips, earthquake dude. in Japan. Oh, remember? yeah. And then we're back to. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So now we're back to yes. So, right. So Jake just went down, dude. And then, like, there was, like, all right, like, goofy footer shit in it. You know? And I, like, wet boots. I fell in this fucking, like, snowed in water park i tried to fucking do something at and then it was like ended up like i did it like i was like yeah i'm fucking going and doing it but there was like you know other stories in between and then it goes into uh i landed low transition and fucking bop just popped the knee out and let alone like this is like very sacred land everywhere in japan it is a sacred place like in mad respect like you know and this is never to be, I will never snowboard, you know, in respect around any shrine, anything type of thing, you know, like riding on the snow, you know, by, you know, just let it be in like, um, to, um, so right, like I, I limp over, dude, I like limp over and there's this like little table stand and like they have a little yin box for the prayers to the, 
you know, the um, the ones at the top of the banks, you know, it's a little shrine area. And uh, I'm like, you know, I'm sitting there like, and like, yeah, like that was weird, you know, like something definitely just went down, like on my knee, right? Like this is like literally seconds. I remember just like kind of just like, damn, like, you know, and I like opened my eyes and I'm looking right at Stoner and I'm like, I thought I was feeling woozy at the second, and I thought I was moving, and then all of a sudden, ba-boom, boom, boom, like, everywhere, this place is 7.6, Quake hit this, bridges everywhere where we're at, fucking boom, ba-boom, fucking sending it, fucking major earthquake, everything is fucking chaos, I go, I get all my yin, all the coins I got, I put it in that yin box, like, yo, no disrespect here, like, you know, it was like on some, like, spiritual, like, what the fuck just went down at, after we just this just happened you know like to both of us and then it's like we ended up going back we ended up gotten kicked out of the hospital they wouldn't let us in the hospital so we had to go to like a physical therapy place and get x-rays they didn't say anything was wrong for both of us and like we know like turned out to be like you know later on and then we're like we're stuck they're only not letting us out of the mountain like they're not letting us out we're at we're like uh what 100 and something miles from tokyo and we're on a literally on a hotel ledge 16 level hotel on the side of this ridge top like not on level ground like and it is like we're up there and that night dude i wake up like i randomly like just sit up and then literally dude all of a sudden Boom, boom, the fucking beds. And then Jake gets up. He's like, dude, I'm like, yo, it's all good. And the fucking chaos again. And then we like stumble. They put me on a roller cot. Like, I can't walk. Like, and they roll me like down and we get down. And then, like, I can't believe we even took an elevator down. Like, we went into well, the fucking elevator. We actually we're, up we're on, all like, outside. The... We forgot Lucas and Jake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, another. <laughs> so me and Cole like ran the 21st back birthday. in. We ran back in and had to, like, Put these guys were just sitting there like, what is going on? Because we thought the hotel was going to fall off like a, it was like one of those things built yeah, into a mountainside. Yeah, you know? it's on the edge. We like, thought it was going to go so over. Severe earthquakes. What happened with Fukushima? It's just a, yeah. So we get an aftershock in the hotel. Yo, but, but no, before we like down. we get back and we're watching the waves coming in, like the reaction from it, like and we're watching this shit, dude, and it's like. It's chaos, dude. It was like, dude, well, we wanted to go help. Like, yo, like, we got all these, like, socks and bandages we got. Like, yo, can we go help anywhere? Like, but they wouldn't, like, let us leave the hotel. Like, military randomly showed up at the hotel, like, the next day. Like, but we carried on, you know. We carried on the uh, the rest of the trip, and then uh, we left on schedule. Like, you know. Yeah, the airport was closed until the day we were supposed to people jumped ship, but, you know, before, and they ended up at the same so I might as well could have stayed, but, you know, sure. Um, but, yeah, like, that was in respect, like, you know. Like, a huge tragedy. A lot of people passed tragedy. away, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, a lot of dude, people died. Like, it's very sad. Like The vibe in the Japan bad. was very, was oh, crazy. Best it was condolences, I know. We yeah. actually didn't snowboard the rest of the trip, just out of respect. Yeah, and, we were supposed to have, like, an event, like, that day. We were going to have a mountain, mountain event and everything and then like yeah it was kind of that and then we when they allowed to us to leave the area then we drove back to tokyo and then stayed in by the airport and then like yeah that was that was some trip man much love to those people over in japan they bounce back so quick though they're such yeah, resilient they people over there yeah, they, they really like kind of banded together i remember just following all, all that stuff and I remember all salt. love to japan to yeah every let's give trip, them just, every trip to japan every 
every person who's guided us around of us just going crazy, like just party ham, like shred, like just us being around and putting up with us and uh, everything for the years. Because there's been times they had to talk, you know, like, you know, and some places don't let us in, you know, but, you know, that's wouldn't have been for, you know, our guides all these times, you know, like they're the best out there. Yo, how about seeing that one, uh, that one goat ram? What was it? They're like they're rare animal, the long haired deer goat. Oh yeah, what, like, what was that thing? Some wild animal. I remember, that like, is in Japan. Rio was like, that's really rare to see. Then. Yeah, and like you know, and we got to see. Him. Oh, God. Rio, Rio, the, Rio, Rio's, the boss. Yeah, shout out to everybody. Rio. He's yeah, been Rio, biggest guy, uh, OG guy. Yeah, he'll bring you to the best spots in Japan. Yep. Well, uh, I think it might be a good time for uh, a little guest question, which is presented by Solomon Snowboards. If you're looking for a board, pick yourself up a Solomon six-piece. That's what I ride every day in the park. My favorite board. And, uh, yeah, let's get into the guest question. Here we go. Yo, what up, Bombhole? Tyler here. And uh, I know both you guys probably have a memory of Lucas just doing something completely outrageous just get everyone all hyped up that he's around. And I have this one memory in particular where his mom, Jeannie, is driving us up to Burlington, a car full of us, and she gets pulled over. And when the cop's walking up to the car, she rolls her window down. <coughs> Lucas just turns the music up full blast. And my question for Lucas is, what was the song that you put on when that happened? Uh, yeah, like... I wanted to give that question. Also, just to shout out, Jeannie, you guys are always talking yeah. about supportive parents. And she definitely was that. And uh, Yours as for well, him and for all Bob of our Tish, friends growing shout up. Out. So shout out, Jeannie and Grandma and uh, Lucas. I love you, dog. Excited to hear too, the whole episode. Yeah. Peace. Yes, I do know exactly what track he is saying, and that is for group uh, N.W.A. <laughs> if you know the lyrics to so yes you played that full volume when the police were walking to the window uh, I believe Jeannie might have been out of the car or she was talking to the police officer and uh, I just put on pop, just put on full blast and I think that's like maybe one of the original iPods or we might have st- I think it might have been tape it might have been like you know back to cassette that. tape did the cop hear it and react um you know uh no, but Jeannie definitely was uh, not, not too pleased. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, yeah. So, so around this time, let's we're we're getting into like uh, running back to when you first got on Tech Nine, and you basically started doing pretty good in rail contests. And back then, there was like a rail jam circuit. There was like fucking fifteen rail jams a year, and you happen to just win pretty much every single one of those. Do you know, uh, we like to talk Cheddar Biscuits. Do you know roughly how much you ever won in one year? Or um, um, I actually do not know that. I do know the price that the IRS claimed <laughs> I owed um, for 08 and 09, I believe. And, uh, yeah, like big shout-out to Creepy Kyle, you know, and Electric. And uh, What what up with the Cheddar Biscuits on the contest scenario? With the contest, yes. Like, it was... Beanies and bikinis, the mammoth, like, like hearing stories of me when 
Lane was telling me, he's like, that night you were walking around with a couple thousand in cash, giving out $100 bills to everyone, just like, here you go. Like, it was always like, fuck it. Like, I think I once put 10000 into a CD, and then I took it out, and then it was a good thing because, like, someone tried to take that 10 Gs out. Like, Someone's going to steal it? Yeah, someone tried to, but I already fucking took it out and spent that <laughs> shit, you know, on nothing. I thought I'd just have a good time with the friends, like, you know, whatever, by, like, bullshit you know I don't a lot have, of clothes shopping you know there's Lucas maybe always like, lived there's just memories and good times and just uh he always had the I attitude much of if I got money we got money is how Lucas the lives. IRS that I owe and I've been shout out to my tax man too because he really helped out like but uh yeah they tried to claim me like 86 I owed and then I, my tax man got it down to 26 but then that was like five years ago like there was times that, like, you know, they're hitting up the companies, like, asking for my, like, you know, my, like, you know, all that, what, 1020s or something. The tax man said you yeah. owed $86,000? That's what they claimed until my tax man that got it to 26000 and then... Uh, and 86 would only have been a percentage. Yeah, that's, what, 30% or something, whatever, then, 40%. Uh, so he cleared, like... But then I was only paying $100 a couple, like, for some years and that's only getting interest so it's not but then now i pay 450 a month you know and it's going down and i'm like down to 13 like you know you probably cleared over 200k in a year i'm guessing uh you know i don't ever you have no clue no clue is there somewhere to look that up is there somewhere to look up where you've traveled to as well (laughs) i mean i've been on a lot of trips with you i could help you with that you know your friends probably could help you on some of those (laughs) So on your contest, tear. So contest, yes. It would be, uh, you know, I don't know the amount. But what was your, uh, what was going through your head? You just winning, winning, winning. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, you know, this battle, dude. Like, it was dope. Like, growing up at Zero Gravity, like, with skateboard contests in USA, say it was always kind of like, you know, fuck it, let's go in. Like, you know, it's a contest. Like, so it was just like, fuck it. It was dope, dude, with Keegan and Mike Casanova, dude. Like, mm. Yeah, you got like, you dude, and Nova battled and, it out, dude. And always a shout Winning. out to uh, Yale Kuzno too, dude. Like oh, always yeah. showing up with like a porn star girlfriend or you know someone. <laughs> like it was sick, dude. Like it was dope. I you believe. were just collecting checks, winning. Yeah, it was dope. We were a team on uh, Colorado. <laughs> what hometown heroes? Hometown. We were a team. Heroes, we won a rail jam together. You won really? ten grand. I won three. I think or something. You know, I don't remember. That, that. was there's another. He doesn't even remember doing ten k. I don't like. <laughs> Like, you know, like, let's say, like, I got into a lot of the fun stages, you know, and it was all free, dude. Like, I'd even pay for a lot of the shit I was on, like, you know, it was epic. Hava's like, got a I'm, Patreon question I'm down, for you. like, I got, like, I was down on the, <laughs> like, I've been part, like, dude, going to the after parties, like, I was fucking... That Hard Rock Casino event. Dude, like, I'm just, like, since then, till I was even 21, until I fucking kicked out of the Poland airport yeah, well, we'll on get my to 21st that in the birthday. I have some notes like, for that. you know, I see you got, like, you know, a little uh, cutout of it to sign. That's dope. And then, uh, right, so it goes into, that was a great 21st birthday, dude, right off the head injury, too. Like We're still well, Hard crazy. Rock Cafe. We'll hard get Rock to that. Cafe, like, dude, I've been, like, you know, like, dude. Like, it would be, like, snoring shit with TMs in the bathrooms. Like, I'm fucking 
in the party, dude. I'm having a good fucking time. Like, dude, it's like Boost Mobile's hooking it up. Shout out to Janae, dude. Like, oh, my God, love her. Like, she hooked it up the best through the times. You know, I should have chose her as my agent, too. Like, yeah, it would have been proper. I, I heard you made the wrong choice with I an did. agent. Well, you know, yeah. With the Who one was I the did. agent? Nick Dunlap. Well, shout out to Corolla Filmer. Love you, dog. But then it was still cool on the travels, but, you know. It wasn't you should try to, sh- like, get someone, you know, even Todd Hahn, you know, he's into snowboarding. And knows, what, did he you do know. you dirty well, on your loop? Not, well, I guess there was some, like, you know, just his percent or whatever it was. Uh-huh. like. But I did, like, find out stuff, too, of, like, what certain companies would say, like, and stuff, too. But, like, but, like shout out to um, Didn't you catch Andrew Muddy, But he was too. taking too much money. Like, shout out to Andrew Muddy, like, too, like, you know, to Muddy for, like, you know, like, growing up, too, like, because with the past, like, with the free season pass from Jeannie working at Killington, I get to take the bus from Rutland up, and the bus goes right to the fucking, the covers of Iron Curtains, too. Like, you know, one and two is, like, you know, the sky ship down, like, you know, and then you got the old kink that was at Snowshed right there. It was, like, that's the bus stop. Like, would hit the down, you know. Like, that's a big inspiration, too. And to Kevin, all love with Kevin. Kevin told me the first time he met me was, like, Jeannie just, like, because, like, Chuck, shout out to Chuck Milson too. Like, you know, it's been my mom's boyfriend since I was like, you know, seven until he still is, you know. And then uh, he's a big, inf- like, he would shred too. Like, dope gear. He goes up there early, fucking gets up there. Even when the mountains are cold, he'll fuck. You know, he gets, like, dude, he knows. Like, he could have went somewhere with it, like, if he it, wanted. Well, but he well, shredded, too, like, you know. <laughs> we got to give this conversation a little like, structure. structure. We got we to back this up. We, we need this, some structure. This off the which rails. one are we uh, going from? Let me, let me oh, get... we're going from Hard Rock. So, right, I would be fucking <laughs> so partying and back. fucking going, like, underage, dude. Like, all these after parties, after all these events. Like, like the stories you said, like, I honestly don't remember a lot of shit. Like, maybe that could be... From when I hit my head and like, you know, summer of oh, oh nine, you know, or ten. But really, uh yeah. So uh I always love hearing some cool <coughs> stories, but pretty much I was fucking partying, having a good time with the money, like really epic fucking just such good memories that I do remember that I still do. Like I don't think I forgot a lot from like, you know, my head injury, like you know, the one, you know, that put me in, like, the two-week of coma, like, in uh, Reno. And I was, like, in the Reno, Nevada, for ICU for, like, two months. How did you hurt yourself? I was uh, holding on to uh, Johnny Laz's. Um, I think he had, like, an old, like, land crew, like, you know, like, like an old, his old white Jeep or some shit like that, you know. Like, and Johnny's like, all right. And then we just start going, you know, sketching. I'm holding on. I remember, like, manual and, like, mad long holding on. Like, you know, like, ah, shit, you know, like, cool. Like, it's dark. It's, like, about fucking dark out. Like, he has his lights on about now. And I remember, like, where we were. Like, we went up and around and back over. I was, like, you know, just having a good time on the way up. And I remember, like, the conscious, like, when you're, like, you know, the one – Mine left a certain time back, like, you know, I think, like, seven or something, right? But it jumped back, you know. You're what? Conscious. Or something. It jumped back, like, you can let go now. And then I didn't think that it was either top. I, like, didn't think it was about the car. I took it as, like, I'm not letting go to certain things. Like, I am fucking staying, like, type of thing. Not even 
thinking it was about the car, let go of the car. And it was like, all right, here you go. And then I just remember it was just the lights out. And then, like, I woke up two and a half weeks later in the Reno ICU. Like, there is, like, I'm in and out. Like, I remember, like, three things. It was, like, I remember they said I puked. And I remember, like, them having, like, those, like, those gray tubs for the dirty dish thing, like, you know, type of tub. And I remember, like, just gushed red, like I'm puking blood. And then I remember that. I remember, like, the morphine thumb press, like, and waking up, like, I remember seeing Lane, like, Lane Knack was, like, there, like, you know, immediately after it happened, like, you know, he's there, he's contacting everyone, letting know what's happening, like, I hit a crack, and I fucking just went head down, and then just fucking, I guess they said it just was, like, ba-boom, and, like, it went over my skateboard, like, cracked the skateboard, and kind of got my, like, side of my foot, and it left, like, this big mark on my foot. The tire? And then, like, they get out of the car, and, like, they start taking my stuff out of my pockets, like, drugs or anything I have, like, money, cameras, like, just to get every, maybe to have stuff, you know, like, not on me, you know, it's mostly for that. And I had a camera in there, and they fucking took a picture of me, and I'm fucking just lying there like this, fucking shoes to my, like, head. And I remember, like, that computer crashed. I had this old computer, and the last thing I looked at was that photo I was showing. And then it was, like, I guess I'm lying there. And they said, and then until, like, the paramedics got there, and then they, like, tried to do something, I'm like, let me be, let me be. Like, started freaking out, like, fuck off. Like, and then they said they just fucking, like, tranked me, and then they put me in a helicopter and airlifted me down to Reno. And then um, it goes into, like, you, you and Cole, like, sent an iPod for me, and you gave it to Lane, and Lane put a bunch of his dad's tracks on it and a bunch of other tracks, like, and I remember... Like, this is, like, I'm there. Like, I, they said I'm coming back 50-50. Like, there's a 50-50 chance I'm coming back or I'm not. Like, they said, because they put me in a drug-reduced coma so not have to crack my brain. Like, and then so, right? So this vivid fucking where I'm at, like, it could be, like, you know, in between what I'm on or it is, like, you know, in between where you're going type of thing. It could the be NDE. purgatory. It could be where you're at. Like, I think where you're located is like it has that it's kind of like a very it was that's the second part of this story but then the first dude the first is like there's a chairlift i grab on the chairlift like i grab onto the cable part i don't know why i have my fingers even if where they were like you know but maybe i go went up to this lodge open the door and it's like a crazy chaos lodge like there's people fucking throwing shit like foo fight type of thing chaos i go right across to these stairs i go up i take a corner i go up there's bars blocking the top of this second level lodge just a regular ski lodge type of deal and it's like this big second level one and i like break a bar here i go i open another door and that door is these big blown up red wall type of things and i remember i like fucking jumped the first one don't remember the second, and when I went into the third, I fucking land in it, and I'm looking at legs and arms, and I look up at this, like, dog, this hound, like, looking right at me, and it's just, I'm looking that right in the eyes. It gives me a head nod. I give it a head nod, and I see a door. I go to the door, open it up. It's like I see the chairlift. It's just the mountain, and then I, like, 
remember just feeling like overwhelmingly happy and like, holy fuck. Like, and I turn around and then like people are just pouring out of that door. And I believe that's for everyone who was praying for me and everything. I believe that could have been like that type of deal. But I think those three jumps as well is those, you got three, like, you know, and I kind of looked it up and it might've been the hellhound that I seen. Like people know about that. Like, you know, I think it was type of that. And it's like, you might be have two, but on your third, you know, like, and for all the years to now, it's just been like a puzzle piece. Like you realize it. And it's just like, you're kind of putting all of the variables back together, like all of how you feel for everything, like, and how it is. And it's just like, and you rebuild from it. And it like, you know, it's really like that. And I was supposed to be on antidepressants and seizure medication. And then I like completely was like, no, nah, I'm going to smoke weed. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, you know, I already grew up snorting. I don't even know what it was or not even. I just know the colors or what. I don't even know what they were, you know, like high school shit. And then getting into all these events and doing coke. Like, dude, like, oh, it's like this, huh? You know, like, fuck, dude. And then, like I said, like partying, like all the way to 21, like all those events. Like, dude, just like party after party. Like, dude, like girls, like, dude, it. Ah, yes, and then uh, no regrets ever, and then I love this life, and uh, what I overcome, like, and then it's just, like, you know, dedication, like, shout out to Twitch, too, you know, like, he, like, you know, like, with many injuries, like, you know, seeing him on the TV, like, growing up, like, and he knows, like, you know, nothing will stop the fun, and, like, what you love, and the good times, you know, like, and I knew, like, him, like, and then I remember one time at Big Bear, like, Mulford's cruising up, like, yo, Twitch is here. I'm going to give him a shout-out. I'm going to say what up and, like, roll up. And Twitch is like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, shit, what up, Twitch? Hell yeah. Like, he's like, dope, man. I was like, oh, respect, you know. Like, little things like that. Like, I, like that was mad respect. Like, little, dude, you have to climb out of it. Like, it was, it was definitely took a long time, you know. And, like, like, dude, I didn't even stop taking shit. Like, I would, like think back in vermont and i'm doing like coke and other shit up in burlington like i'm just fucking drinking like this is when you should it. be like, healing this is around the time luke got stabbed like up in burlington like stabbed and pistol whipped and robbed yeah luke haddock like you know no they fucking left him like and he's trying to find you know where he's going next like you know with no one and got jumped by two yeah i think they might i don't know if they got him or not but you know it's just like uh I didn't stop and drinking, you know. And like you should have been healing. Should have been. You're not healing. supposed to drink after you You're get out of a coma or anything or like that. Or use that, any like, drugs. Yeah, so you know, I'm still fucking going. Like, fuck it, you know. Like, and then there's this big like premiere, this big party on like Friday the 13th party up at Killington. Like, this is like I'm been back. Like after the two months and out of the coma, I'm back in Vermont. I'm doing classes at the Rutland Hospital. Like they said, I'm like 72%. I remember the first class and test. Like they're like, you're 72% better than people that haven't had a head injury or some shit like that. Like percent. Like, but then, um, anyways, I'm back then. There's that premiere of the party. It's like in one edit. Like, you know, like. There's a mini ramp in the fucking living room, like you know. Oh, that's the beginning of Rutland. Oh yeah, yeah that's like, that part. GBP is, like, Rutland, awesome. really good yeah, video part. Like, dude, and then like, yeah, and let alone what I was on at the time. But then like, that's when I met Tanya. I remember she just like seen her, and it was like she was as clear as day, and like fucking like this holy rays from her, and like everything else was like blurry. Like she was fully crowded, and I just like 
like remember coming up to her like oh like what's good like yeah i like your outfit like you know like you know <laughs> and then like little things back and forth and then like we've never left we've never we've been together ever since that that like, day that day that's dude. beautiful goddamn it cinderella story right, that is dude, a cinderella like, story <laughs> oh it's amazing and then i give it up to her i love her and then um you know and she helped me you know like climb she was there up. for you when you were yep. at your lowest huh yeah. did you feel yourself different after well, the accident yeah, definitely like you know your feelings are 50 times higher like it's fucking dude it definitely was you know i got like two wet and recklesses out of it i got in like you know this and that even after the time the officer being like yo you, like it's good to see you again man it's definitely not like the last time i seen you, you know what like, he said you were better <laughs> yeah like you know he then knew like you know so i feel like it is you make bad I feel decisions like you do right get better though you know since like, yeah, I'm, like, almost, I'm going on, like, my fifth year and no alcohol. You know, I've had a little, like, you know, tips here and there, but nah, not really at all, though. But the last tribute was the Jeff Anderson tribute, I remember, up at Blum's event at uh, Mammoth. And that was pretty much, like, you know, that was when I jacked my knee up, you know, before. And that was the last time you drank? Like, pretty much before that. Like, you know, I was trying to stop drinking for the knee, Cause I fucking since the Duluth fucking zigzag in the eighteen seventeen part, like I'm going back to the I'm gonna fucking <laughs> going get it, back. but I'm gonna donate to that building as well. Cause you know, and then um, is it true I'll you were drinking some, like forty two forties a day at one point? Well, like cobras, like yeah. in the contest days and shit. No, like, like even during this healing time, I was hearing, and when you're in bear, maybe. Heavy oh, drinking. Like, yeah, the Wolf uh, Wolf Roadhouse, dude. Like, uh, Chris Donner, dude. I swear he might have been in the... He posted up. Like, during this that whole chaos, like, my grandfather, like, just died. Like, on my 20... When I turned 24, like, I went back, like, a day or two after my birthday, like, or when that was happening. I know it was, like... I think I had my birthday then. It was in February. Um, and then... Uh, but, dude, like, so that's all going on, you know, Chris Dorner up at Big Bear. You know, like, that's all going down. Like, he just did his down the hill, and he's up there. He dropped his vehicle in the fire. It's going. You know, they have, like, the most FBI agents, like, ever, DA or whatever, like, down there. He's right here. You know, the whole scenario, the whole thing. We're watching him. He we're, locked himself in a cabin, dude, right? Like, this the guy? whole details of it all, Remember right? That? This is going down the fucking day that I find out my grandfather died, and I got to fly out that night. And they, like, you know, my uncle got me a ticket. I'm flying back for his funeral, you know, like. And then so I fucking wake up at, like, 3 in the morning that night that they just find his vehicle. Like, we're going to Lacey's house that lived by Bear, and the cops are fucking guns out, like, looking in the car. Like, they're taking out people down the hill, like, T-boning, like, a, a mother and, like, an older mom, like, delivering newspapers. So they thought it was the same car. Like, you know, like, they're, all this shit's going on, dude. And, like... We get that. I start the car at 3 a.m. in the morning. We have the old sign, the old fucking toaster. We sold it, and, like, I think it got refurbished. Someone's using it. And then it's, like, still going. But we had it, like, on Wolf Road. It's, like, a two-car parking lot, and it has, like, an L-shaped hedge. And this thing was, like, we had it stuffed full of, like, snowboard boxes, all this shit. The seats pushed forward. I left the one door open over here. And there's snow everywhere. And then, like, when I get we get to the bottom of my road and take a left. And then when I've told this story, they're like, yo, that's the jacket that they were looking for. Cause I remember this dude just doing like hand gestures to himself. Like, you know, I was like, why would he be out right now? 
You know, thinking that. At three like, in the morning. So and who is the guy? I don't know anything about this story. So then, a major, right? major ordeal. This guy, what did he do? Chris Donner was a, uh, I believe, a, uh, well, yes, he was. Um, do you have smokes on you? What did Chris, Chris Dorner, Dorner do, though? Chris Dorner, everybody was after him. All right, so Chris Dorner was a uh, LAPD. Um, this is what I've heard. You know, this is what, you know, um, I believe he wrote a manuscript, you know, and stuff like that. But anyways, this is what I heard. This is my story. This is what I've heard. So, um, and what I've witnessed and seen and been up there, you know, Tanya, yeah. like, was at the mountain, and there's agents' rifles out, closed the mountain, like, fucking everything so like um he was i believe he had a new partner apparently that partner like stomped some homeless man out and then i guess a week later some he reported it to the police chief um that i believe um the police chief and then that person he was accusing said well it's too late you should have you know reported it and they put it on him it i guess ended up being his divorce his kids you know, they was all put onto him that he was he was kicked out of the force. All this stuff happened, so he ended up the police chief's daughter he was her. his lawyer, and the fiance he killed and went up to Big Bear and dropped his vehicle up on the back roads. You can drive the fire roads up to where they're doing um, burning. They're doing you know small burns of the uh, forest. You know, uh, maintain fires and stuff. And then he dropped his vehicle, and then so all the agents, they brought up like 3,000 agents up there in the big, in the, where we played golf, you know, like at uh, Hot Dogs, you know, in that parking lot, like that's where the main base was, and he ended up being right here, like in the end. But anyways, this is from my time. He actually killed, killed four people and wounded one other, went on a killing spree, and they were cops. And but it was mostly, it was, it was like, yeah, other than that, it was mostly, so it went into... They shut the mound down. I started the car at three in the morning. We've seen them. I've seen the, I've said the story about, and they said it's that's him with the color jacket, you know, like, and then um, it turned out to be like, like, what is it? Like big, like Biggie at like, if he still works there, he's like at the repair shop. It was his ex-girlfriend's parents that he held in their apartment Right there, direct view of the compound post. He was an an ex like Navy SEAL, like you know he was, uh, you know he had skills to do this. But he's leaving stuff, he's leaving stuff, and he has it all kind of scattered out and around. And it turned out that, um, then it went into this guy and his dog. Like you know, well after the four, like couple of days they couldn't find him. He ended up letting. He was said every time like I'm only after the the police. Like you know I'm only after the police. He didn't. I don't think he didn't harm any civilians. He was just trying to kill police officers? He did not, even the people he held, um, he let them go. He never, like, you know, and they took their vehicle, and they tried to take, like, the 38 out. There's, like, 330, 18. You saw this guy? I think I've seen him, you know, when I've told him. And then when I was talking to Big at the repair shop, and he told me about that's my ex-girlfriend's parents that he had and took their car, and then she, like... He went down and I guess forestry seen a car tailgating a school bus and reported it ended up going and they got in a little dispute and he ditched a vehicle. And then there's a guy driving up with his dog and then Chris steps out rifle, like everything. He's like, I'm only trying, I'm only going after police. Like I'm going to need your truck. He's like, can I get 
my dog. He's like, yes, you can get your dog. Can I get the leash? Get out of the car. Like, you know, and took his vehicle, went up to one of the uh, closed, abandoned, um, like, houses they have out and about, old cottages that no one is. Like, there's no power and electric at the one he was at. He ended up going up, and uh, sheriffs met up, and they had a shootout. He, like, I ended, I think he ended up wounding and killing one of the officers, and they got him in the one building. And everyone in us are listening to the app of the police scanners, and we hear side one, side four's lit. Let that motherfucker burn. Just fucking bop, 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 bop. Like, in claiming that it was a fire that happened and uh, that rounds were going off in the fire when we just fucking heard it. Like, everyone just heard it on this fucking thing. They shut the news down. They shut everything at that time. But on the <laughs> scanner app, they're listening. Like, the police dude, are getting this guy. They, it sounded like they lit the house on fire and opened fire, and they did get him on one of the shots. And, wow. Let's talk about the Icon Season Pass. They are launching their new season passes for the 21-22 season. Own the season, own the stories, own the stoke. Now, there are more than 40 unique Icon Pass destinations, one of my favorites being Brighton Resort. One of my favorites also, Snowbird. With exclusive spring savings, including special pricing for the 2021 pass holder renewals, savings on passes for kids, and a new payment plan for how much, buds? $0 down and 0% APR. Right now, take advantage of limited springtime pricing, including the Icon Pass. For how much, buds? $999 is the adult price. That unlocks the most days, the most mountains, and, super important, no blackout dates. They also have the Icon Base Pass. For how much, buds? $729 for adults. That opens up a season of adventure with limited blackout dates. And lastly, they have the Icon Pass 4-day. How much is that, buds? The adult price is only $399. That allows you to kickstart your ride. Also... You get credits in the event of a COVID-19 closure with the option to defer the value of an unused past. No questions asked. Every moment spent in the mountains is a new opportunity for discovery and connection because as the mountains connect us, these unique communities are what hold us together. Here at the Bomb Hole, we deeply care about communities, huh, buds? Communities is all we got. Own the season, own the stories, own the stoke. Discover pass options and claim your moments in the mountains at iconpass.com. So, after the head injury, I know you were, like, still drinking and partying and using and stuff like that. And then what kind of led you to not drink, you know, for the past four years for the listeners? You haven't been drinking. So, um, yeah, explain that whole deal. Well, um, you know, I knew it was, uh, you know, I wasn't really feeling too good, like, pretty sore. Like, you know, like, after shredding and then drinking and then I... With the knee, you know, I jacked it in Duluth on the, you know, the last thing I filmed at 1817, you know, like, and I remember that I was so sad, like, and that day I was like, all right, like, I am going to try to stop, but I waited, dude, like, I didn't even get checked out yet, and it was like months, and I went and did Blum's event, and like, it was still fucked up, and I didn't even, like, have a, but then I finally went down and got a surgeon, and like, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to drink after this one because this one took like four years to feel better, but it could have turned out for the surgeon, the procedure I chose for this one. So, But I was drinking, like I said. So, like, I was like, I'm going to not drink on this on this uh, surgery. And then, like, really, like, then winter, like, Tanya was like, 
you know, I'm ready. Let's go. I was like, really? Like, you know, and that's when we had decided we're going to have a, a go at, you know, our first child. And then, like, because she wasn't, like, it was, like, I think, you know, a month or two like that. I think it was after well, Blum's event, I think I was living in Bear at our last house still. And then I think when we went back to Bear and we decided, you know, and then uh, we want to go to um, back east so winter could be around both sides of her family. That's what I think. And then, um, you know, I was like, well, like, I'm not drinking. Like, I definitely don't want to go back either because I'm going to have winter. You know, I'm going to have my first child. I was like, I'll definitely, like, you know, do something fucking stupid. Like, you know, and keep doing fucking something stupid. Like, you know, and then I don't want to ever fuck that up. So, you know, I was like, I'm to drink and get drunk anymore like i'm like yeah i love i love year. hearing that uh one thing I've, to it if congrats on that it's a thank big you, deal Chris. that's and awesome to you too thank you yeah no yeah, I, man. we feel better respect. a little better man yeah. right like a little bit more like yeah i don't miss it i do not miss the fucking not like waking up and the fucking dude just wake up have some coffee a smoothie oh yeah smoke some weed you know smoke a cigarette like mm-hmm. You know, it's funny taking, I took uh, money out of the ATM um, to pay, because I knew we were going to play some CeeLo today, and I remember I've taken so much money out of that ATM to buy Coke and shit when I was drinking, and it felt so good to be like, damn, I haven't used this thing in a minute. This is good. Because uh, alcohol does bring you to, and that was a big part, the right frontal lobe injury that I hit mm-hmm. is what controls you when you're drunk. Like, it is like, you're like, <laughs> you know, it's whatever's controlling you when you're drunk and not there. Like, so that was even more like I get blackout more. So it would be like, you know, not much control anymore on, you know, kind of cut to like not a lot to get there. And then be it's like, blackout easy. And yeah. Like it was just getting bad, you know. And one, one thing I, I want suggest to suggest for anybody who's had a head injury and it's like, and like, you know, you don't need seizure medication. If You know, maybe some do, but, like, I felt like I've never had a seizure, so I'm not going to take seizure medication and probably end up having seizures because of the seizure medication. Like, yes, I chose to smoke marijuana for that choice, and then antidepressants, like, no, like, you know, it's like that's not the best, like, you know, I felt so. And drinking, though, like, cutting that out, like, definitely – big plus for that, well, so. sidebar note too when you hit your head it like the only time i've had depression is also is caused by head injuries a lot of times and so then what's what is what is alcohol it's a depressant you're you're already battling that so don't there's no fucking point to add a depressant in when you're battling depression but going back to uh one thing you said you've been staying here for a while and i always thought uh you worded it pretty eloquently i'm going to see if i can ask the question properly but you said something along the lines of like once you have winter, like it you don't care. Like no matter what, you make it you make it happen. Like whatever bullshit, whatever whether it's like you're working because right now you're working a regular job in the summer to f- to kind of help fund. You have goon gear, but you also are doing you know building fences in the summer 
for a job and you're doing this manual labor and you're like, you know, you said something, like, I don't remember how you worded it, but whatever it takes, like, fuck it, I push through it for my daughter, right? Yep, it's like, uh, it seems like there's no more, like, dragging off the complaint, maybe because of something in the mind. It's like, nope. And it's kind of just like a wall, like, stop, like, fuck it. Like, no, nah, I don't care. Whatever it is, whatever the universe gives, like, going to get through this. Going to try to just, you know, feed my family and just continue on and uh, whatever I can do. So, uh, yeah. All right. You know what? I think it might be time for uh, Name That Video part. I know I was going to. Buds is back. Really good. Good. I think yeah, Lucas is hit the flow. Okay, Lucas, uh, how confident are you feeling? <laughs> Zero uh, through ten. Yeah, we'll see. We could just roll for it. Just uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, we shall see, huh? We, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, yeah, here we go. I know the fuck I am. I'm free as a motherfucking bird. I swear, disappearing thin air. They go. You run it back. I know the fuck I am. I'm free as a motherfucking bird. I swear, disappearing thin air. They go. Run it back. <laughs> I know the fuck I am. I'm free as a motherfucking bird. I swear, disappearing thin air. They go. <sighs> Can I roll for it? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Can you phone a friend? He's a good friend of yours. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what GVP video it's in. It might be in that, but the one I pulled it from Tech is nine. not. It's a yep. It's now a you're getting warmer. Part. You're getting warmer. That's hot. Now you just got to pick a rider. Chris is you said one of them there. I said three right there. Yeah, you got a one in three chance. One in three chance here, <laughs> Lucas. Three rolls. All right, just like it. You know, everything's three rolls. Uh, three choices, three lives. So, Chris? Yes, sir. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That is Chris Bradshaw. You, uh, what you lear- earned yourself is uh, a bomb hole cooler. You got a bomb hole mug in there with, uh, some, I got you the 3XL bomb hole hoodie. What? Perfect. And they, we actually got some magical go-go bomb hole wax yeah, we're going to have on the store soon. all the letters you guys write. Stickers, everything. I love it. I even keep the envelope. In the, in Little the, fun in fact: Lucas is a Patreon member. Yep. Yes, Top tier. He's a big yeah. dog. Thank you. I think he is kinda, what's called a big dog. How how far off from uh, Benny's episode did I start? Pretty. I think right off from the bat. I think <laughs> I like, pretty early. I remember jumped on YouTube, start following you on the YouTube, like you know, and then yeah. of course the gram, the shout out. I remember the first episode. Dope. A lot of stickers. Yeah, we we hooked you up with stickers. Uh, dude. Everyone knows I love stickers. Just losing so, stuff out the cooler. He's already losing prodies. Stacks of stickers. <laughs> Wax everyone. is no longer in the cooler. Thank you so much. These are stacks for days. Did you know I did put my uh, official member sticker in a kind of sneak thing? If anyone got it, well, we did post photos here, so they got it. But I did put my member sticker. The bomb squad sticker? On our camper. And we usually just have it for, 
you know, well, Blum stayed in. I think he needs to put a SIM sticker on it oh, gotcha. real quick, you know, because it's our guest house. We have it under a uh, carport, you know. We've only had it eight months. He's and, talking about his camper. Yeah, we're record. third owners, you know. It's refurbished. We don't want to ruin it our first winter with snow from it, you know. So I'm loving it. So anyways, I put my member sticker on there. Stipper? Stipper. Yeah, put the member stipper. I put the, uh, the member, member stipper on there, official. and uh, Bomb yeah. squad. And it's on my Yeti as well. And well, I got Cheddar Biscuits right here on my binding. He's repping Cheddar Biscuits on the yeah. binding. Also, for the, for the layman's, if you sign up for our Patreon, which is our subscription-based deal that helps us do what we do, you get a, a Bomb Squad official sticker that only Patreon members get. That's what he's referring to on his, his camper. So, yes, he supports us. Also, while we're on the topic of this... Well, you know, we're going to get out... Of, I got to finish naming that video part. We got, yep. we, got, we got one for our listeners. So just... Put that you don't answer this one. This one's for our listeners. Here we go. That's short and a tough one. Thank you, guys. Yelp. If you know the answer, comment on Lucas's photo on Instagram. You get a stipper pack. You get a stipper pack. We're giving those things out. Now, what we were just talking about there, Lucas is, uh, you know, I want to talk about goon gear. Lucas is filming us with an 8mm camera, by the way. Um, it, I want to talk about goon gear, dude. Basically, what I think is so fascinating is that we're in this day and age where somebody like yourself can start his own brand called Goon Gear, where you make boards, you make hoodies, you make everything, right? Dice. Jackets. And, and he's he, it funds Lucas's career. And this dude is so passionate. He comes out, he, he's been getting a clip every single day when he's here. He's making a mini movie. And it's like, it's like fuck it, I'm just going to do my own thing, dude. And snowboarders support snowboarders. And nobody loves snowboarding more than you. And so I'm just so happy to see these little brands pop up. Like, you know, you got Public, you got Goon Gear. You know, people are doing their thing and just going, like, right into just the snowboarders' pockets. And it's so sick. Yeah, so. and thank you, man. And it's great to be here and see everyone again, like, and all the support, like, you know, that it's been, like, nothing but love. You know, we're in, like, 18 countries. We're in, like, 38 states. Like, and we've only been going for two years. Like, you know, we, we came out with 12 boards last year, and now we did, like, 118 this year. Woo. And we had, like, I think, like, a good amount went to, like, Europe to distributions out there. And then uh, we got, like, 55 and we did, like, pre-orders, and, like, you know, um, so we know, you like, you know, the people who want to get it, you know, they have the chance to pre-order it. And um, so that gave us a gist of, like, you know, what boards we're going to get for the amount for this year. And, uh, yeah, and it worked great. And uh, we do, a, like, a contract. Like, we have a legal contract that you pay half down. You sign this. You got to pay for shipping and the rest, and you get your board when it comes in. And we try to get it in, you know, good time. I think we got it in, like, November, late October, you know, try to get it in. I think we're going to do a little bit sooner. And then a uh, little shout-out to everyone as well. Like, we're dropping an Anthony Mazzotti model. He's going to take our same board and shape as we got this year, and he's getting his own for next year. So big out shout-out to Anthony Mazzotti. Love you, my doe. I'll see you in a couple days. Those boards are made in a dope factory, too, where Gem Tem stick is made. Like, we're talking quality, man. Some yeah, of the best boards you, you can shred on. You know, I loved it when I got Vinny's board from D-Day. You know, that was his creation, and, like, that is what we're blessed with today. It became a house model, and we were able to use it. And, like, love it. That 
I want to keep Vinny's board going because that's a good board, dude. So. You want to support snowboarding? Support Goon Gear, man. This is some real shit. Thanks, yo. Yeah, we just, it was kind of like when I was with D-Day and the last kind of thing was like, hey, man, if you get any good offers, any other offers, you know, like, you should go with it. And I was like, all right. I was like, Tanya, let's get the uh, factory information. We're going to get our own boards made. And so then. Bet so on, on yourself. And, and uh, yeah. The operation's pretty cool for, you know, it's not. It's right out of the house. It's Tanya the, ships like, everything, you know. You know? Yeah, Tanya tried to say she didn't have a job like, the other day. I'm like, bullshit, you ship all the goon gear stuff. like, you know, her main mama toes, and then she's got, you know, she's like everything. We got it, like, so all legal, like, copyright, like, everything, you know. Like, she's in charge of why I'm out. Um, like, I've been fencing, like, putting up fencing for my father-in-law's fence company, like, the last three in a half years, like, you know, like, we're doing state jobs, you know, I'm, like, 10 hours safety, DOT, like, I've got safety uh, class that I can do fence on the side of Amtrak's, and, you know, we have a spotter, everything, like, professional, like, and, uh, you know, and the pay is great, you know, and then, like, runs the I'm biz, learning right? how to, like, do, like, the skid steer play, yeah, like, I've been, like, on it for, like, year. I'm loaded, I bring it, you know, I've been, Loading it, I know all that. We have, like, six new augers. I mean, well, yeah, we have, there's a lot of augers. But anyways, there's, like, six new attachments. And it, like, is really just, like, doing the, dude, it's doing it. It's, like, really, like, a luxury, like, how much of uh, the skid steer, like, really. is a bobcat for the lame. Because it's a 30-year company, and it's all-style fence. So it's, like, epic. Dude, so. this dude comes to my house. He's looking at I my know, fence, I don't and know he's if like, "I'm gonna have time for your." He, he's my fence. You should see mine. Mine is in rough shape. Oh yeah, buds. <laughs> you could help buds out quite a bit. But one thing I gotta ask is, you know, I think this is so cool. If you look at the trajectory, because you, you know, you came in swinging, you know, winning all these rail jams, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You smack your head. You go into a coma. You have. Yeah, this I was sp- told I could never snowboard again, to- and I told her to fuck off. You don't know how I live my life, and then it's fucking here now, and just that stride of fucking like. They said that, and they said I couldn't, but fuck it. It kind of gives you that, like, oh, I'm oh. still going. Like, fuck off. Like, oh, and you just keep pushing yourself and going. So one qu- yeah, one thing I got to ask in regards to that is that you know you're working all summer. I think you have a full cutoff date of like you work all summer and then at a certain date you're done and then you have winter off and you know well usually it's not even like that usually it's been straight through the year like mm-hmm. you know snow doesn't matter like and then it was like rebuilding my knee too from the last surgery and then uh you know but now it's like um you know uh, i think i possibly get the weekends and then uh, i'm gonna base it on all the weekends and then maybe next year i'll have some time off again to uh shred and film like you know because it's this is the second trip I think I've only filmed when Blum came out for five days to New York this year. And then uh, shout out to Eastwood Block, too, a filmer from Long Island that met up and been doing work with us and, like, mad proper style on it. And he's, like, skateboard filmer, too. Like, And then he's, like, coming out with a new uh, skateboard movie, like New Kings, I believe. Like, And then he's going to drop that as well. And then... And so I got now we're here and we have Myers and we got like what Brandon and we got uh, Keith, you know. There's been just like dope people filming for the, the Goon maze. Gear videos. Who's yep, about. and then like you know there are filmers like you know like it was kind of in the air. I pardon for everyone. I know I kind of said I was going to send emails out 
like months ago before the season like to just be like yo like just rack whatever you want to like you know give us submit footage you know, to you submit footage just like because we had a big list of people that were like yo like and heavy hitters too dude like in this trip like and from not being here and from everything it really is like i needed this like you know i missed everyone i missed y'all like it's so good to be back like so good to see it's you just, in i the needed streets. this dude like because it's, it's just really like Oh, it's you're Kinder and more of the flame, good. you know, the fucking fire, dude. We so. got a hammer photo yesterday, man. Right, dude. I got a question for you. So, you know, doing the fencing all all year, working your ass off, being a dad, it seems like you have a whole new appreciation of snowboarding. I seen you the other day after you let, you're just so excited to go film a clip every day like a 15-year-old. Do you think that comes from, you know, working and, and not not having the time to do it anymore? Yeah, getting it in while we can right now. And, uh, yeah, because it's definitely, like, <laughs> it's, like, I'm still pushing through. Like, you know, I don't think it's fully, like, you know. Your I knee? need to stretch more. I do. Like, I'm off of an You're talking to your knee or just like life? Five months ago, I had a fucking spinal tap fucking I have my T12 disc. It's like has this fucked up notch, dude. And this was 14 months job we did at this rail trail, right? Harlem Valley Rail Trail. We put up your fence. You're welcome. And then, right? So, epic. It's an epic job. Like, amazing work from the, the team and from, you know, the boss, man. It's really amazing job. And, like, if you have over there, like, it's on the way to the last... Wasaic train station that goes to the city and there's a couple of shred spots there by there but then um what was the topic uh your appreciation <laughs> for snowboarding after oh, having yeah. to work a job yeah but then like you know with it is it's something I needed like you know it's kind of just like I said like it does relight the fire and uh I'd love to next year you know do some more and uh you know I'll try you know, because I've been on, like, smoothies in the morning and, like, two sandwiches at work. Like, that's everything. Like, but the munchies get me at night. Like, that's what I'm fucking up, you know. <laughs> like, the munchies are getting me. I got, like, a munchie belly, like, you know, and shit like that. Like, so that doesn't help. And then my teeth are going to shit. So, you know, just passing out with butterfingers in my teeth, you know. So <laughs> hey, I, that brings us to a perfect into, segue uh, for a guest question from the dingo. Here we go. <laughs> Yo, good. Yeah, Dingo, Dingo here. <laughs> Remember when we were on um, we we were filming on the uh, Dan Dingo show, and you went on a, a, a total sugar diet. All you ate was candy. Um, how many days <laughs> yeah, was that candy diet? Eat. And 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 it, is that the same trip that we found the hole in your tooth? <laughs> oh, which one? <laughs> He's not actually on the phone, but <laughs> <laughs> I know. But hell yeah! But then it goes into um. It goes into, like, yes, <laughs> there was a stray, like, dude, and when it's, like, sugar and, like, it, is, it was the fucking sugar packets, the fucking sugar sticks. Pop rocks or some shit? No, we the talking fucking, about? there was literally. The dip, oh, rip dips or what are they called? Not dip. just that. It was the the ones that are in the straw. Oh, uh, pixie sticks. Yeah, dude, I'm snorting them. I'm fucking just doing on that when we got bagel bites in the fucking microwave. Like, that is, like, they, I allowed, they allowed me to get some bagel bites. So, you know, I was kind of like on that. Would they that. force you on a sugar diet? I think there was some kind of something story behind like why. Like a bet? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, like also, I got a tattoo 
out there and then like it's it's covered up i remember i believe it was casillo interviewing me and i was like how's the danny and the dingo show i was like yeah i got a dick tattooed on my fucking leg you know like it only what it was is this dope grenade piece like a dope grenade with like some chain i think it says goontown like i think like creepy kyle like you know, and you used to call me mush, like mushroom, like you know. You used to. I thought you were gonna drop that with um, when I answer uh, asked Lane a question. What was the nickname you used to call me? Mushroom. Yep. I don't. And then, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Mushroom. Yeah, that's you a good know, one. nickname. So I got like Goontown. Like you know, I think Creepy Kyle was like the first one to call me like Goontown. Like, and then it goes into um, only in one of the squares of the fucking grenade was of the same color shade. It was just the smallest outline. It was covered up. Because the dude was like, It was a dick. Yeah, because I got that agent. I like Nick Dunlap. I got him. Like, he passed out. I fucking goddamn, I fucking ripped his goddamn wedgie right out the fucking, like, dude, I like, whatever you call it. Like Atomic I, wedgie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he was passed out, and I fucking just ripped his shit right off. Like, you know, because, like, I think another filmer was pissing on me, and so I pissed on him, like, you know, another trip when he was passed out. You know, I was, like, up on the fucking roof. Like, fucking, they would, where's my goon? Like, I would just be fucking surfing up on the fucking roof, dude. They don't even know going While full speed. While the truck's speed, driving. Going it? full speed, so they don't even know, so... They didn't I, even know you were on the dude, roof. Dude, I'd be chilling on the roof for fucking miles. I think maybe an, an hour or two that they didn't know where I was, and then I'm fucking up there. <laughs> I think we filmed when we were up there, and Dingo and I were fucking surfing on the fucking top, but then there's times that they didn't know where I was, and I was on the fucking Damn. surfing. Like, and there was a time in New York City that I got into a bar once again under 21, and then, uh, you know, Luke Nathan Trimbath ID at this point, you know, before I was 21. Or before the head injury, like, and then it goes into, um, I guess I fucking demolished the bathroom. Mirror smashed, door stalls, fucking the separator door fucking destroyed their fucking bar, and they ended up having to pay, like, 2400 or something, like, you know, mad money. Like, but I think at the same time, it's like, I'm underage, too, so what are you going to do? Like, Yeah, true. Can't make too big of a deal. You want your license? So these were your days with Dingo and Danny? You want to get, like, the cops involved on an underage <laughs> that's wasted and just demolished your bathroom? But, you know, it's awesome. It was dope. And then being on Mushies out in Amsterdam and fucking on the fucking rides, dude. But, like, they have, like, the wet, mushy, like, pizza mushrooms, like, you know. Oh, they're, like, wet. You know, like, yeah, they ain't that <laughs> Never seen that. But you buy them legally in the stores. But totally. Uh, Going back to Danny and the Dingo, dude. You yeah, guys, I'm, cruised, I'm thinking. You guys cruised around right with now. fucking well, security yeah, we, guards dude, and shit everywhere. Scotty Lego, like when we when that one episode and he's running around, dude. I remember we we're going around to dope skate parks. Like it's like marbles in. I think it was in Korea. Like marbles, and there's dope marble sets. I think I got like a like. Um, I think I like had footage and when that. That one, what was that show that came out with, like, crashing? Oh, um. Ridiculous? I think I'm in the first episode, like. Ridiculousness? or I think I, like, broke a skateboard and then another attempt or something. But I remember getting, like, a back one heel flip, like, the set. like. But it's, like, the dopest park meant for skateboarding. Like, dude, marble ledges and, like, little river gaps. And then they have, like, a random fucking, like, half pipe or a big wooden quarter pipe over here. And then they had a subway exit. Like an entryway, kind of to a subway, and you go down a skate shop right under it. Like, dude, it was like the dopest place. But I remember running, 
And then Scotty tried to jump a car. It was in an episode, and he fucking dented this fucking nice fucking imported car. And that dude chased him around, like, going after him. Like, we, he got out at one point, and, like, we almost, like... And then they filmed an episode of him, like, running around. Like, running away from the dude. In um, Korea. Yeah, what are Probably the ones? in trouble like? for that. So, let's get into our breakout moment presented by our friends over at Ten Barrel and Pub Beer. Pub Beer supports us. You should support them. Their tagline is cheap, fun beer. Now, Lucas, before snowboarding became a big, serious career, back when it was cheap and fun, do you have a memorable breakout moment? You know, a big part is when Forum sent the first boxes and Volcom sent the first boxes, you know, like, it was never like, am I going, like, you know, it was kind of like, I never thought I would be doing, like, you know, and becoming, like, paid and, like, all that. It was kind of just like, I just loved it and doing it and, like, the competitive, like, and then just, you know, um, the money, like, yeah, like, I never thought of it like they're all in there like the points it was just certain points of happiness like certain moments that i was like dude this is like the toughest of like the happy like you know those moments that are like this moment right here and like that way you feel like from like like just so surprised like you know just like just the ultimate like just like mushy tell me you know it's about you know just like you it's just good times it's, you never um, expected you'd be getting big boxes like that like, you know, that was a big point. Um, the contest, like, yeah, winning the money and, like, traveling. Like, dude. Oh, back to Kevin when I met him. He said Jeannie dropped me off at Eastern Border. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he said, like, yeah, you and your mom came into the store. Jeannie left the store. And you were just there for three hours destroying the skate shop, <laughs> destroying Eastern Border, leaving shit everywhere. Shirts not on the hangers, dropped on the ground. Shoes I tried on, left the box. Shoes, everything, and then uh, yeah, Jeannie came back. All right, later. <laughs> that was my first time to Eastern Border, dude. I loved hearing that. Story. You were basically raised by by snowboard skate dude, shops, on snowboard parks. world, and everything has just been like it's been nothing like Juice and like Rosie, you know, Jay up at. You know, Killington was KSA, like, park crew main dude. Like, made all that possible up at Killington for all these years, dude. Like, my, nothing but respect to Jay, too. Like, well, one um, thing, yeah, I'd like to touch on that because we kind of breezed over it, but I'm kind of getting sappy when we talk about the skate parks and the snowboard parks, and I think it's such a good thing because you look at yourself as a child, just ADD fucking hell child. ADD hell child. Like, nobody could contain you, right? And you take that energy and you put it towards skateboarding or you put it towards snowboarding and you're able to just, you just be like, ah, fuck it, I'm going to try this trick on the rail and it would work. And then you look at also, you know, that community of, you know, I view like skate parks as sacred as a damn church, you know, because people that don't like their home life, they have this place to go where you have a sense of community. Oh, I don't want to be at home or you're dealing with a breakup or you're dealing with something, the skate park and the community is there for you. So I think it's so sacred, those places in that snowboard park and people were, you know, I heard some, you know, rumors where maybe team managers or people would say, Oh, that guy, that kid's never going to amount to nothing. or never going to go anywhere. Right. You told me some stuff last night. Yeah. I guess one of the, uh, Nick Dunlap, I believe told me that Ricky Melmick, he like was asking and stuff. And then Ricky was all like, I guess told him like, 
I'm never gonna amount to nothing. Yeah, and it was kind of like Melnick dude, said I that. Nothing, I had nothing but love for you all these years, dude. Like we've had a great time. Like, and you're gonna like that's a fucked up thing to say. And I remember I called him out at Bear. I was like, dude, by the way, like I heard, you know, and I mentioned it to him. He's, he's like, oh. But I still love him. I still love the dude. But that's like kind of like shit like that. I guess like what do you think? I kind of this whole time. Winning the money and just being able to go, I was kind of like, but and then you, whoever supported me was the ones who supported me, and it all like, you know, it was just like, well, you, it was more of like a kind of like fuck you attitude, of course, like you know, it always kind of was like, and um, you know, and to self too for like you know climbing from the beginnings and then just like to now, you know, like, and. Um, Hey, when you when when uh, Buds was gone, you were gonna you wanted to talk about Tech Nine stuff. Yeah, I wanted to yeah. get into myself, like getting Lucas on Tech Nine. Man, we gave we decided to give him pro models, and this kid, man, you give him the chance to put together a graphic. At first, we were kind of like, because he'd hit us with some wild ideas, and people just latch on to the shit. Like his his graphics Doman were just. Doman made it happen because yeah, he, he working gets with Doman, so that was he like gets him the original, like you know, like from the beginning one, the team series, not even pro model yet. Like it was like you know it, and ever since then, and then dude, your first board was like Gremlins, dude was like dude, our artist, you know, and then like you know, and he's such you know a big part of snowboarding. Too. Remember yeah, your Yucky Charms about. board? Yeah. Dude, his boards, I remember man. them all, dude. I'm forgetting top the, sellers. I'm that forgetting the ones that by the end you were giving me four. Yeah, true. Huh? LM he had like... this, LM that, MM this, <laughs> LM that. Like you're just putting LM on it. Like what was my biggest? Japan couldn't get what, enough from Stone. Me, what you. was my biggest amount that I sold? Like you were selling how many a lot of boards. boards. How many? Come on, you got enough. I don't know off the top of my head, but there was some years when you were doing like thousands, thousands of boards. Yeah, around the world. Around the world, Japan was hitting heavy. Dude, I heard with GBP, the one good dude out in Japan, the one that's a big part. Tim? Um, he has, I believe, the ramp at the shop. Like, you know, um, what did, one. What did you hear? Just the one main dude, you know. Like, I remember, like, and I never knew this, too, and I think Zach or, you know, the kid again, Zach Lefter, you know, and, like, and, like, a shout-out to Zach, too. Like, GBP, everything. Like, magic editing. So, what'd you, like, what'd you hear? That. It was like, oh, you're Lucas's homies. Like, and then that's how, like, GBP, like, the got first, distribution like, got and distribution and everything. Like, dude, yeah, in Japan, they could not get enough of your, dude, your stuff. I feel so bad for not remembering people's names and keeping, like... You meet a lot of people. But I, it's been nothing but, like, I still love everyone. Like, you know, it's like, if I might have not talked to you or I might have not, like, kept in touch, like, you know, it is there, you know. Like. Well, and one thing about Lucas, when we were traveling the world on Tech 9 FODT trips, he was the dude who would... Like, take the locals and step aside with them and really spend serious time with them and get to know people and, and just leaving his mark, just being Lucas. And I think that's what just helped people really latch on to you, your persona, and want your products. And a lot of guys don't – they forget about that step as pros. You know, maybe ego gets too big. We used to just sit with anybody and talk with them all day, hang with them, maybe go stay with them, disappear. If you got your money, you're spending your money with them, and just just such a rad human. And seeing you do that, I mean, that's why the people loved you, and they still do. And those are probably the people still supporting you with Coon Gear. And it's what like snowboarding. It's like from snowboarding. It's like you know, it's known, and 
And then it's like, yo, like, we're all in it. You know? Yeah. It's like in that world. Well, and Lucas is also what and you call a ride or die. At Tech 9 towards the end, the guy wanted to get rid of everybody, fire the whole team, but pay Lucas. Lucas told him to fuck off. You don't get the boys, I'm out. Like, yeah. Really? Like, yeah, the guy had the idea, like, like well, the all agent, I need is no, Lucas. Like, that, like, the agent, I had, like, this this uh, deal that he made with Stone and stuff that it was supposed to raise up to a certain amount the next year. And then, yeah, I was told, like, hey, we're going to drop everyone. I said, yo, if you're going to fucking drop Chris, like, even when I got pissed when you guys dropped Lung, too, remember? Like, I fucking was, like... Like, Cole, like, put me to side, and I was like, what? I started everything. Everybody get, like, dude, like, going like, off he had at Cole at the back. fucking hotel, dude. Like, dude, I'm like, you're going to fucking, but no disrespect, like, you're going to kick out the originals. Like, I guess to me, it's like seeing and who the ones that stayed with, because there's been, what, so many people in FODT, like, with tech, but they leave. Like, they use it as a stepping stone, but I, I lo- used it as such the heart, because I yeah. loved you guys so much, and it was a big part, like. And when I remember you guys put me on, and then it was 06, I remember me in Long, and it's been like, like I posted, like it's been lit since yeah. like 2006. And so. that move, though, seeing that yeah. ride or die move, having riders back, so many people wouldn't do that. Like, that just, I said, that's I a think sign twice, of his character. If you're going to drop Chris, I'm out. Yeah. I think you guys didn't, but like, it should stay, obviously. Yeah. But that's but not that's you guys dope. either, though. Yeah. That it was, is, it was that's people the investors. We went our... through what? Fucking four investors. Yeah, we went through a lot of also, investors. Also, like, with your. <laughs> Right with yeah, your with dad, my pops, yeah, dude, there was like, times. come on. And so when it came down to, <clears throat> like, dude, in the best times with everyone out here, dude, like the best of times. Like, thank you so much. Yeah, we got like, to travel the world. Dude, we did some. Denver good shit. was our first, and I stayed at the hotel over the sewer gap. Yeah, we got a print from that like, trip that yeah, we'll be putting that was a, on the store. Tail yep. block that was like the second first day. Like, you had a cover anyways, from that photo. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, what else? Um, no, I got it right here. So when it came to. Like the end, when it came to that you and Cole had your shares with Jacopo sold, right? I don't know if you knew of this, but Will Bateman, in our four-star Oh, yeah, dude, I talked to Air Will's Force, dad. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. Was going to buy Tech 9. I spent a time on the gonna phone. going to give us percents of the company, and we're going to be owners, and we were going to keep Tech 9 going. And Jacopo went sell. So it was like he's on vacation, like, and then... They're kind of like, yo, all right, like, let's get those papers. You know, let's get this going, like, you know. And then he kind of backed out. So, like, that was. And then it was just back and forth with yeah, him. His, like, How his much will you pay us, you know, if we stay? You know, type of thing. Just fucking going back and forth, seeing what he's doing. Like, Who no. is Jacopo? It's like really like, like our last investor. Honestly, that like, ruined, you. Ruined it in the end. Stone, like, you and Cole, like, you guys are down. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like. All right, like of course we're gonna be out, dude. Like, yeah, you know, if we, Cole and I were gonna shit. be gone, dude. It's like Jacobo just thought he could do it without the, the name the, and everything. everything but you know? no, once your sales was like, that was the true end. Like, yeah, you know, and then that's why I left. Of course, and Magoon was a ride or die. That's so sick. So Such a one, one thing these fucking snowboard people don't realize is that like we all are all the snowboards are the same. Every snowboard like company probably yeah. has the same handful of boards that are pretty much the fucking same. Yeah, they're not so different. What, what makes a snowboard different is the team. The team mm-hmm. makes the snowboard. The team is the reason why you are like or don't like certain brands, why you're drawn to them. When you take away the team and the feel and the energy and the just whole... Just a board. It's just a fucking board. And it's like people wonder why, oh, we don't need the team. Well, where's Tech 9? I haven't yeah. seen a Tech 9 board in five years. 
you know, find it, out quick. You, you need that team. Yeah. Right? I heard, uh, the uh, old East Coast rep bought it, right? Right. He's like got some sort of licensing deal and he's trying, but it'll, it'll it still you know, has no heartbeat. It'll you know, never have the same heartbeat. It also like it jumps into like with projects, with film projects, like you know, you are in this project, so it's like hell yeah, let's go, like hype, like what are we setting up? You know, every let's because of your like, crew, right, dude? It's just like. You gotta connect, and you guys are in it all together. Like there shouldn't be anything battling between each other that's on the same team or the same project. It should be like team up and like yo, like you know, make the project. Everyone's that much better. in it. Everyone is like you know, and I guess like you know, maybe Trues and no. This is kind know. of along the lines of Anthony Mazzotti's question. How'd you get so nice with the butterfly knife in that FODT part? <laughs> you know, I think that's just one of these gas stations or one of these uh, places I spent some useless money on. And, uh, you know, I think that was the first time I even had that butterfly knife was for filming for that. And uh, I guess it kind of came naturally. There was no YouTube to watch. <laughs> he's just, the the, the, he's just a natural get, I didn't champion. even get that that good. It's not even that he good. He thought it looked sweet. A kid like Lucas has a natural ability to, to do shout shit. Shout out to Rutland. Uh, Hava has a Patreon question for you. There was a, a urban legend that you spent over 100 k at gas stations in a year buying useless trinkets and food and snacks. Is there any truth to this? If so, respect. If not, respect. Well, I believe yes. It's, uh, <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> yes. And back to another question. I don't think we still don't know the amount I made. Yeah. <laughs> and I, there's about Nobody three knows. that hasn't paid. And then, like, I think who, I'm still who, who hasn't paid? paying for stuff. Yeah, the that block I owes paid. them like 15K. They no, just I never think it's paid. just 10. 10? It's just, a, just 10 Gs. Didn't Big Bear not pay on one I'm or something? I'm just still waiting. I'm just still waiting. It's fine. Or it's like, probably not Big Bear's respect, contest you company. Know, like, and it was MFM was a big part too, you know, like getting me on the team too. And mm-hmm, he liked I've you. I've had like the best times at the block, dude. What did what advice did I hooked up with the front desk girl? Like, dude, like, like times, dude. I remember when Ghostface was playing in um, at the Tahoe one, and I remember Janae like, "Yo, you want to go? Let's go up to uh, the manager, you know, like up here, like." And then they like, I'm just. Just chugging Hennessy. Like, you want know to say, I was like, sure. Like, dude, like, first time drinking Hennessy, like, just fucking, fucking, I'm puking over here in the fucking chair. Like, no one's up here. Like, nice shit, right? And I remember, like, being back, like, there's a group, and then, like, I remember, like, like someone, but then one was like, yeah, nah, he's in the right place. And I remember, like, it, like, fucked up. Like, yeah, yeah, thank you're like, hanging with Ghostface? So high. Well, I met him, but I think it's it, I forget who was back there. Yeah, yeah. With us, like, you know, just his freestyle and just, like, back there. And I was just real fucked up, just enjoying, like, fucked up. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> some one of those kids, like, fucking, like, talk shit. And he's like, nah, man, like, right there. Like, you know, I remember being on the back stairs, like, Ghostface out there. And then security comes up fucking shine the light in my eyes and max weinberger's right here like yo don't fucking let the security talk to nothing don't let him i was like yo get that fucking light out of my face and i fucking just bah just fucking puked all on the fucking security guard like and then like they fucking dragged me out and i remember going through then it just opened up into a room and then all the waitresses and shit have been like painted on outfits, and I remember seeing Stevie Bell, like, yeah, Bell, what up? <laughs> like, and then get dragged out, kicked out by security. Like, oh, dude, it's so epic, man. Like, so many good times. Like, 
I got a good memory that I want to bring up. Uh, we breezed over quickly. My One of my favorite video parts of all time is, type it in on YouTube, Lucas Magoon Rutland, okay? It is a fucking classic because he's running <laughs> shit over too. with, yeah. like he's got a dirt Bronco, bike. Maybe? It was around the time he was winning all the money. Yeah, he's hitting everything with a Bronco. He's jumping this Bronco up these, like, drainage ditches. <laughs> Danny Cass. Bought me that Bronco. Oh, that's nice. what I was getting at. <laughs> Danny Cass bought me my first vehicle. So mad love to Danny too, man. Can't wait to shred. I think he's racking clips too right now. Dope. Yo, so Luke Nathan, he's not gonna do back to back sevens for it? Dingo. No, he's not. Dude, no. I'll take a back to back dude. Let's get some One eighties. I know you've been racking too, Dingo, so yeah. We need a dingo clip. He actually has a clip in the beginning of uh video game shredding. I've been seeing it. He's out on it. I'd like to ask the second part of uh, Hava's question. <laughs> oh, but yes, the Bronco. And yeah, <laughs> we're going to go back to the Bronco. So, right? So, Dan, like, get the Bronco in Portland. Fucking drive it to Colorado. Like, shout out oh, to Colorado. This is good. To <laughs> all my four years there. I love everyone, yo. Like, shout out to everyone. So then it goes into, right? Like, with that Bronco, and then, you know, you guys would be flying me, and I'd be going to events, and I'd be driving down back and forth to 70, like, it's like, I'm a, like, so anyways, one summer in it, there's two good stories with the Bronco, so then it gets into Rutland, and then it gets into, then that's what turned out with the Bronco, right? So it's um, with, like, Zach Rawls is with us, like, in the Bronco, and we have two others. And, like, we're up at, like, 4th of July Bowl, like, up in Colorado, one of the peaks that gets snow. You could take the dirt road up. And I remember, like, I guess I I fucking, it's like trees, and I fucking put the pedal to and get to the end of those trees, and it is a fucking drop and turn. And then they have these drainage ditches that cut out, used for the, dr- like, runoff. And fucking, ba-boom! Like, and I remember, like, slow motion, like, over, like, and then coming back, boom, land, just around the corner, truck out the way, like, yo, like, I put us there, but I got us out, like, you know, like, dude, they were, like, kind of pissed. Well, you aired the car? They were pissed, though, like, because, you know, like, respect, like, there's some other stuff, so, like, you know, they weren't too hyped at all. So you aired get, the car? Didn't you get in a high-speed chase in that uh, thing? Yeah, so, um, <laughs> technically, kind of, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, so, I had to go back. The only thing I had left in Colorado when I moved to Tahoe for a little bit before the head injury, like, and then I went back to Vermont, right? So then it goes into, um, it goes into, I go back to get the Bronco, and I got it, and I put it into a, sh- <coughs> into a shop in Boulder, right? And I'm getting, like, new gear line, and then it's like, I get it out, and they're like, oh, I didn't get the gear line. That'll get into why I destroyed it in Rutland. So there you got to wait another week. I'm like, fuck that. No. And then I drive back, right? So you got like Boulder. So you know Boulder. You got like the main street and then you got the main sides and then you got the little cuts, you know, and it's like a parking lot here. And then, you know, a main side and a cut street side. And then they have this house right here and there's this parking lot. And then I flew in Doobie. It was good to uh, roll back with me. Like, cause he had a license and I think I just like for an, a, another agent thing, I was like, yo, like I got this ticket, like, you know, oh, don't worry about it. That ended up getting my license taken away and I had a, w- a warrant. Right. So then it goes into, 
I get back to there, and I fucking drop Doobie off. You know, he's on the phone. He steps out, and then I'm just like, you know, fucking rah, right, rah, right, rah, like right again, rah, and then rah, like right back into the fucking uh, parking lot. And then Doobie's like, probably shouldn't do that. I was like, oh, yeah, fucking rah, fucking right, right, right. And then before that last right into there, I see a cop pull right up behind me, and for some reason, I'm like, fuck, bah, like fucking, bah, to the main fucking side street, fucking, bah, bah, like, like, and then I'm going, and then around the fourth one, I was like, I probably should, I probably should pull over, you know, kind of thing, and I pull over, and then, um, he comes stepping out, and he's like, why did it look like I was just chasing you right now? And he was like, oh, I just got it out of the shop. Uh, I was just trying to hear it out, you know. Um, he's like, oh, he's like, all right. He's like, have you been drinking? I was like, yeah, I've had some shots and some beers through the day. He's like, all right. He's like, all right. I remember just ended up being like, before he would even look it up, I was like, so before he could even like look it up after, I just told him like, you know, like, yeah, I've had shots and beers through the day. He's like, oh, all right. And then I was just like. Oh, yeah, by the way, I do have a warrant. And he's like, man, he's like, I got to bring you in there. I was like, all right. And then they bring me in, impound the truck. And then they, like, bring me in. But it's, like, all these seats, like, not even in a jail. So, like, I've been in drunk tanks and, like, shit like that, right? So, like, I'm sitting. I, like, go and sit under the TVs, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know, wondering. Like, it's, like, daytime now. Like, well. No, I was still daytime. I think it was, like, afternoon when I got it, you know. It was bright, broad day, like. Um, and then he calls me over. He's like, he's like, all right, I'm not going to give you a DWI. He's like, you, I respect. I fucking hate these college kids, but you, I respect. You just get out of here and go handle yours. Damn. Like, thank you, officer. All right. So I, like, just start walking. And then I'm just, all right, let's see where my truck is. And it happens to be right here. And I, like, go over. And they're like, oh, you need to go to the DMV. And I was like, all right, where is it? And I, like, fucking walk mad fucking far. I think I took some of the bike paths. Like, I just cut. This is not even iPhones with, like, we don't have the map. Boost like, Mobile you know, around the neck. You know, it's not. <laughs> around the neck. I'm on, I'm on Boost Mobile chirp, you know. I'm, like, chirping, <laughs> like, you know, so. So did you get the, the truck, the car out? So going back so, to the truck, right, go back to the vehicle. Going back to the vehicle, like, so, right, I, like, walk to the cop shop. <clears throat> I get something there. I go back. They're like, oh, you got to go back to the DMV right across from the cop shop. Like, and then I was, like police station and then it goes into as i give him my skateboard i get the skateboard go and then i had a one day registration and then i was like all right i guess this is the time now so doobie and i drove back to tahoe um and i was like well like they were like i remember them talking about these places you can go and there's like people rally all this their dirt bikes and trucks and shit i remember something like that and i was like yo where's that spot at like we got like one day registration, why not finish this out? Like, you know, and then, dude, it's so, I miss that. Bron- like, dude. So what'd you do with the Bronco? St- I miss stick with the it. Bronco so much, right? So what'd you do to it? It goes into, like, 
we go there, right? And from, like, before the footage in the Rutland part, like, I go there, think Doobie's in the Bronco, like, a couple. Like, I ended up going, and, like, I think I didn't get through at that time, but I didn't know what was through this one corner, and it ended up being a zigzag, fucking mad, steep, fucking drainage, like, you know, like. Footage is rowdy. And it, I got out, and it was like, holy fuck. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> shit, like, you know, like, we got out of it, and I, like, go and take the four wheel off, and I snapped the gear line that I didn't want to wait that week uh. or anymore, you know. And so um, it ended up being like, well, let's go get Zach, get all the boys, and let's fucking total this shit. And then it was just like, all that footage. And then it goes into I ended up selling it to the Reno Chop Shop for two hundred and fifty. After you fucked it up, dude, like or wrecked the worst it, I should decision. say. Decision that was with all the kickers. That is, yeah, those are dope, that is actually one of my cars. major regrets. Really, that is one. You wish you still had that Bronco, dude. It would match my refurbished camera. Oh, it would so look good with the camera. When I pull up to those, like we do. Not car rallies, it's camper rallies, and we pull up. You know, like it is, we're like the youngest group there. Like, it explain is so this fun. camper. Yeah, what's to a the camper? Listeners. I've never heard of that. Well, other than people, I believe know of the RV. I've had, you know, we've had like the twenty-eight foot, you know. Um, but now we ended up investing into a refurbished camper from nineteen seventy-seven, and uh, we're the third owners and the last owners. Made it all nice, refurbished it. Like, they go kind of expensive, you know? So, anyways, and then Tanya ended up being, like, she's heard of this before, like, of these tin can events and, like, these rallies, and it's just a group of people that join, you know, this tin can group, but it's, like, you go and do camper rallies. Like, you show off and you theme it out, like, from the date it's at type of thing. Like, you you refurbish your, you get like kind of like awards maybe at the end of it, you know, you're all a part of like this group and like, you know, it's cool. Like, and it's only like a certain amount. You get a dope tag, you get the sticker. There's like, you know, you handshake back and forth like a saw, you know, like when you say what up, like little codes and this and that, <laughs> like, you know, but we're fresh into it. So we're still going and, uh, yeah, we got a couple friends. Winter loves it. Like, you know, it's a dope little That sounds cool. Thing. I think those tin cans is what you're referring to as those, like, old campers. They're these, like, little mini teardrop-looking campers. Uh, They're sick. Yeah, like the old throwback. If you need help, you leave a can on your hood. Oh, is that some shit? Yeah, for a tin can member to stop. I think we had a couple people that shouted us out on the way here. Like, they might have been members. Really? Yeah. So That's... it was always like, oh, I think they were giving us a shout. Like, you know, that's so how we do that. The old tin can, huh? Yep. I'm going to go part two of this uh, Patreon question for you from Hava. So, uh, <clears throat> let's see here. You're yeah, an original. Man, You're original in every sense of the word. Yo, Much respect. Hava? Much love. Your writing style has been very imitated, but never duplicated. Not even close. Do you notice that kids emulate your style? How does that make you feel? Has that changed from when you were younger and winning everything versus now that you're a little older and maybe have a different perspective on life and snowboarding? It's just like with self and the board. You don't even think about it or what? No. I just, if I like something, then it's like, where? We got a guest question from Chris Bradshaw. Uh, Guest question is presented by Solomon once again. (laughs) So. 
Here we go. This is from Bradshaw, the man, the myth, the legend. What's up, bomb holders? This is Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah, Sitting great. back with my right-hand man, uh, my Noah, dude. a.k.a. Big Hitter. He's got a couple questions for Lucas. Shoot away, Noah. Who's your favorite snowboarder, and do you have any new tattoos on your face? Who's your favorite snowboarder, and do you have any new tattoos on your face? Pretty good questions. Uh, my question would be, favorite clip film to date, spot where it was, and why it's your favorite clip filmed. Another question, side note, uh, I don't remember the year, America's top pro model, Mount Hood, Snowboarder Magazine. I think we had a little fungus fest before the contest. Uh, I went to get lift tickets, came back, you were gone, your board was there. Can you explain oh, yeah. to the people out there what oh, happened that day? Yeah. Did you just lose your mind and run into the woods, or what was it? But I do remember, I think we skated all night long in Gubby and had more fungus till the sun rolled up. Till the sun came, whatever, yeah. Lucas, hope all's well. See you soon, player. Bomb hole. Peace. Love hearing his voice. Right. Same, dude. Noah's been getting it on the snowboard, dude. All right, so we got... A lot of questions. Well, first off with Noah, favorite snowboarder, and, uh, you know... Your pops is right up there on uh, one of the favorite snowboarders. You know that. And uh, pretty much yourself in winter, you know, are getting it. So they're right up there, too. And uh, Chris, yes. All right, I like this. The other I, question, I got a couple. I got a couple one more of from Noah. spots. No, Noah asked you if you're going to get any more face tattoos. Oh, he asked if I was or if I had any new ones. All right. Um, I was thinking of planning on if we meet up with uh, Stevie. You know, yeah, in L.A. Possibly. What What's the tattoo? What are you going to get? And, uh, I don't know, a little something-something. So you might get something-something on the face. We'll we'll have to wait and see. And then um, uh, part two of the question from Gooner, he wanted to know. Bradshaw. Your, or, sorry, am, from Bradshaw. I believe, going to get the first Cheddar Biscuit tattoo. Oh, yes. Yeah, we haven't had a single yeah. bomb hole tattoo, so he's uh, going to try to break the ice on that. Yeah, I'm going to wow. get that, so. That was the other of the two. Cheddar Biscuits would be a dope one. On the face, that would look good. Real good. Oh, it just says Cheddar Biscuits would be uh, the money bag. That'd be nice. So what about Chris's? uh, What was Chris's first question? The question is basically, what happened? Just stay on target. What happened when you went to Mount Hood and uh, lost your mind eating mushrooms? From the question from Bradshaw. Yeah, I ate mushies, and for some reason, that was close after the head injury, you know? Mm. Like, that, too. Like, you know, it was like it was a climb, like, for the ones that do know. Like, I've had a dude roll up to me at Bear and been like, dude, you were an ins- inspiration, like, on my head injury. And I was like, dude, respect, dude. Like, you know, keep it going. You know, and he, like, respected, like, not doing another pills and just going. Anyways, um, the little island... That when you drive up there and, like, you know, you go right and around everything, you go back down. I went into this little fucking... Well, you're talking the there. island, the parking lot island. Right below the parking lap lot. up the hood. I got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went down there. Not the one in the big parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I got there. you, though. I know I what think, you're talking no, about. No, I actually walked down to where that road meets up with the uh, other road. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, that little spot. Like, I walked down somewhere... 
and crawled in there, and I was just there all day. <laughs> on mushrooms while the event was going on? Yeah, I was, like, on, like, you know, just self. Spiritual like trip. Like, having to just, like, piece everything back together type. Like, you know, it was just so much, like, kind of shattered. Uh, you got it, like, so everything was, like, kind of, like, you know. It was a rough rehe- rehe- dude, re- like, What's the word I'm looking for, Chris? Rehabilitation. Thank you. It was rough, huh? I stopped going to classes, like, not too long after either. But it was tough making a comeback. I filmed. Like, that was a f- the Poland trip, dude. It was the most fucked up, dude. Like, I'm not there. You like, weren't quite there on the Poland trip? Dude, that was months after the head injury, dude. Really? I, fi- I was trying I to put filming. the time together, yeah. Kept- there was no stopping and then you. we collabed it with Johnny Laz. Like, yeah, yeah. And on Dude, what like, what sucked is on the way home. And from how Poland. is that though? Johnny Laz driving, and that was like before the. Hey, oh, that's crazy! You know, like so and that's put that even together. dope. Like how that was. That's so, we have a print from the trip where he jumped over a road. Dude, but you don't know how like fucking like. Yeah. In your head, you were not quite there. Dude, and then, I think another tequila route. <laughs> I well, think it was another tequila route. Remember, we well, got all those bottles given to us. And I, he, did, uh, I did the old, I'm going to stay up until our flight and yeah, sleep pulled, on the flight. He you pulled know? that move and drank aggressively. And, and then, the airport, right, <laughs> I remember, like, I'm going to get into your detail, but this is what I remember is, like, I said that to Stone and all that. And then it was, like, the last thing I remember is we're in a big fucking line. We're about to get our tickets at the front desk. And somehow I remember Cole looking back at me and saying, you need to calm down. And I was like, everybody listen up. This guy wants to tell me to come down. Like, <laughs> Full scene it, at the airport. Dude, I guess that's all I remember. And I, like, in the Johnny Lazar, someone saying, like, there's a dude in a red puffy. Like, what the fuck you got to say? Like, you know, some dude in a puffy jacket, you know. Like, and then I remember, like, throwing my board bag down and laying on it. And then being picked up and turning around with just rifles, just fucking, like, everyone, like, the SWAT team came in, like, and picked me up. And they're, like, Cole went to a taxi and said, hey, do you know this hotel? And he's, like, yeah. He's, like, bring him to there. Put me in the hotel. And then I wake up. I'm in the fucking hotel, dude. And we were all home. We were at the airport. And then I got reported that I am kicked out. I'm on flyer list, kicked out of the Poland airport. I cannot fly out. And then so it ended up being like a week. It was his birthday, too. Yeah, it was my 21st birthday. Hey, going back, back, going back to Bradshaw's part, uh, question, he did oh, yeah. ask his, your favorite clip you've ever filmed. You didn't anything come to mind? Like well, your the favorite? big shout, like the recent, was like with Huggy and uh, Kevin filming for uh, SFD. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, a New York kink elbow. I guess no one's... Uh, there's been 50-50s and Rochester? Stuff. Like, is that where is it is? It? I don't know where it upstate. is. Look, I think it's upstate, Just yeah. that kink, but then, like, I'd never heard of anyone going sideways, and shout out to, like... Just, anyways, no, you Anyways, but I was mad hyped on that. Like, that was a big part. Um, I loved all of them. Uh, <laughs> all of the them. The back <laughs> nose press on the closeout on Bittner's uh, ledge at the school. Shout out to Bittner, Airhorn. Got a lot of air horns this episode. Might be and a max. We got, um, oh, the fucking parking garage. You know, Lung is Dead Lung. Shout out to Dead Lung. 
You should just brought like, your own air horn. Triple digits in the air horn. He's mentioned it, like how I didn't mean to fucking do it. There's been times that like I didn't mean it. You didn't mean the trick, but you get some trick. Yeah, like hopping on that closeout, and that was dope. I think um, Cornell, shout out to Cornell Airhorn. <laughs> <laughs> like he gave me a Vans hoodie, and that's when they had like the tall hoodies, right? I mean, I was wearing it in the clip. I mm-hmm. mean, it happened. I think they're in those roster coordinated boots that you gave me. I did give you those. Yeah. Shout out Getting to Albany. Let's deals, just send them dude. an Airhorn. Yeah. <laughs> So, but uh, then, uh, no, what was... Uh, no, I think you, you've covered it. Oh, no, the spots. I'm still on. Oh, spots. So that closeout, like, I, like you know, that was a good one. That is the second what one trick? that I need my face. Ooh. And then the first one is that Ollie in Denver. That was our first... First time we ever our photo. Our first time we ever photo. Ollie the manhole cover a thing switch off, off the hill. Pretty sick. Right? Or did you, like, have the screen turned around that I did switch Ollie it? I wouldn't turn the screen around. Was Did I, and I switch yeah, Ollie Yeah, switch Ollie. Is it? I would have to watch it again. I'll have to look. Know. I have the photo. We I don't think it, it is. I think Your I did footed. switch first, and then I did it regular. But that first shot that we ever filmed, and, like, shout out to that, and Cole Taylor, baby, and East Stone, first time. And on that spot, we've stayed there, too. It's a good trip. Seen it after. That's the second, the first time I need myself in the face and still rode out, and then that one at the parking garage. That parking garage shot was yeah. dope. Thank I have you. a quick uh, Patreon question from Johan Malkowski that's a, kind of about your tricks, because you have some interesting tricks. Yeah, um, there's so much more. What was the inspiration spots. for that layback, <laughs> arm, elbow, draggy thing you were doing? Shiver. That's called the it's shiver. Called shiver. He doesn't know, but I'm asking okay. this question. Well, yes, for the world. You what was know. your inspiration? You were doing it at Holy Bowly. How did that seem like the thing to do? Because honestly, it turned out so fucking rad. Well, thank you. The Rutland strong arm, also. Yes, that was. Uh, you know, there's been shouts of it being the Rutland strong arm. Originally, it's the forearm shiver. I've asked Pat. I asked Pat Bridges. I was like, "What should we name it?" Because it all started on the runs that you know you go and cruise with Bridges. You know, when you're at resorts or a certain event, you take those laps, of course. And then I think I, like, somehow didn't want to put my hands down and try something. Like, so I did, like, some tripods, like, without putting. And then he, like, he's like, you know, you're using a lot of your forearm and stuff. I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, I kind of, like, like that shit. Like, you know, and then started doing it more. And then I was like, yo, let's name it. And then, like, you know, he said the forearm shiver. So originally it's that, but now. So Pat Bridges originally named it the forearm shiver. And then, like, and then now I, I just cut it down to the shiver, you know, and there's, dude, epic sesh the other night up at Bjorn. Shout out to Bjorn. That shiver uh, slide on the table. Yo, I want to get a photo long, of that. Dude, dead long, dude, dude. Epic. dude Can we the, get one of those tonight, Big Dog? Oh, yeah, we're going to a Bjorn sesh again tonight. Damn, yeah, dude. Yeah, if you're down, dude, let's get that forearm shiver it's for epic. the people. The day's still early, right? I want to take a quick break to talk to you guys about Wild Mike's Ultimate Pizza. Now, we usually break the ice with our guests by hammering one of the Wild Mike's, maybe a little pepperoni, maybe a cheese, maybe some of the cheesy bites. But the good thing about them is that they're 100% all natural. No artificial anything. Pick yourself up a Wild Mike's. Uh, You know, most importantly, they support us. Small brand, so you should support them. They're a big reason we're able to do this. Now, follow them on Instagram, at 
Wild Mike's Pizza. They're always doing cool giveaways. Now let's get back to the show. You've really moved in over there. Yeah. Gooner, for the people that are listening and not watching, he has a plethora of items in front of him from, uh, you know, cigarette butts to crutches to a uh, bag of weed, uh, multiple lighters, coffee, sunglasses, a satchel, dice, keychain, and a coffee mug. So what do we still got to, to cover here, boys? So one thing we... We haven't talked about is uh, your setup. Yes. What are you riding? What do you do? What's up with your bindings? That those things are real special. Yes, uh, these are a big fan of the unions now. You know, off of the text to unions, I definitely am enjoying them. And shout out to Riley, Airhorn. Yep, he's been hooking it up and nothing but love. And then uh, savvy hooks, savvy hooks as well. That we got here. Um, shout out. I kind of want to do a collab. So shout out to Savvy Hug Air Horns. Yeah, we should jump into that. And then, uh, yeah, we got like some Snow White here too. Shout out to them. Let me ask They've you a question. With these. Um, I, uh, I ride Route 66. I used to be just zeros. I thought I'd keep it just Route 66. What's Route 66? It's old Route 66. Why six, not? negative six, I'm guessing. Yeah. And then... Uh, I have, like, damn, like, I have lowered my stance in a lot. It kind of, like, is good on my knees, and uh, I feel like it can almost, it's more like back to, the, like, I'm liking stabbing out the pokes a little more. It feels more, like, skatey to me, like. Um, what's what's the width on that? I don't know. I kind of, like, have it a little bit out from the uh, in, though, out, you know, all the way in, but out. All right. On both, and then twin. Of course, for this model, and like I mentioned earlier, like this is Vinny's creation on his D-Day. Um, he created this for D-Day. What size? Um, it goes from like I believe a, we do 147s to I believe this is a 151 and a half maybe, um, 52, you know, or uh, to a 54. And then we did the... Um, you know, I did a collab with Bradshaw, you know, for the Goonshaw. And, um, you know, we gave him the full, like, he checked all the specs. He got his choice, you know, of what the options were. Um, but back to this one, like, yeah, um, it became the house model now with Vinny's creation, you know. Like, I was about to, like, pay for an old custom model. Like, we used the original uh, house board that was, like, the uh, kind of, like, the background board to go off of the making of this for Vinny that made it. And once I had that board and I tried it out, like mad love to, and then that became like my D-Day boards, the shape I use. So mad hype on uh, that this became the house model. So I've been running this because it's like what I was really hyped and used to before what I remember. And um, eventually we'll possibly do our own custom mold. And um, shout out to, uh, we just got the word too, to Sims. Shout out to Sims, Airhorn, sending Blum out to meet up, film for some goon gear. Dope. And um, and mad shout out again, we are going to do a collab with Sims. Really? Goon shout Gear out. Sims Sims collab. Goon yes. Gear collab. Woo! Yeah, and I found the board yesterday. I seen it. I think it was like Nick's board or Blum's. Like, I seen it. I was like, oh, like, that's... 
Like it kind of called That's me right the one. there. I was like, let's get it on that shape then. We're, we're probably gonna we're know. gonna have to hit a bomb hole uh, Goon Gear collab as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be dropping. I think we did get a text over from Doman today. We didn't even let him know he was just thinking of it and he dropped it. And then just it's usually always like you send him what you're thinking. He gets you that one back, and it is pretty much that is exactly what you said. And then it's maybe just a couple little add this, add that. Dude, like, so epic. Another shout-out to Dave Doman. Yeah, he's the man. Dude, another air horn. Oh, well, we're not on that soundboard because I I, give him an air air horn. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually don't have access to those, but uh, Doman, you are the man. Yes, you is. I switched over the soundboard because, you know, we've been clocking for a long time, Mm -hmm. and uh, I do have... One question that is a very special one, and this is the last guest question, and it's presented by Solomon as well. But this is from none other than Winter. What's up, Bachman? I need to tell Daddy something. Where is my first road trip? How was your first road trip? And where was my first road trip? Oh, where was your first road trip, Winter? All right, little one. Your first road trip. Well, it either could be in the Mommy Hotel or it was when you were here. Um, your first road trip. Well, we're kind of on your first cross-country road trip. But you actually, your first trip. Seven Springs? Well... Her, she's went to her first um, women's super park. She's been, but the first trip was on an airplane. She flew out, I believe. Um, she's one and a half, and there's footage. Like, you know, I think I got it up. You know, her first time in a plane, and she flew to California and to Big Bear and, you know, everything. She was, like, way little even before shredding. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. I think Tanya thought it was Seven Springs. But, like, oh, like, if we're talking road trip, you know, but her first, I guess, like, trip by plane. Road trip's driving, so though, road right? trip, I believe, was to Seven Springs. Shout out to Seven Springs. It's epic there. Just nothing but kind there and just there's dope shit. That's when he did that pond skim. Yes, epic pond skim. Had to go across that from others, you know, that have added to it. Definitely was epic. But you know I haven't seen any of the two Snowboarder Mag movies. You've never seen them? <laughs> other than the premiere one time. I don't even remember. Damn. Where was the premiere? We were in one together. Yeah, we were up at, uh, we did one up in Oregon. Resolution. Yeah, and then there's SFD before that. That's funny you haven't seen them. Bridges might not like that. No, it was one time. Oh, just at the premiere. Yeah. All right, Gunnar, we've been chatting for a long time, but uh, one thing we have not covered is the Squatch, the Sasquatch. There has been some stuff out there. The last uh, some years, I've been listening to uh, Sasquatch Chronicles, and uh, for years I've been listening to Encounters, and um, I've had a couple weird things and like, Things that I added up to possibly being something, but something that I did see, like, and I, 
ended up being like finally like you know i let him know <laughs> and then ended up recording i don't know if it was ever used so now i kind of do get to tell the story and i think it's um so our first one stone you were there where were we? This was something that tied in eventually because it had the same something to it. So remember, it was I believe for tight, and we were taking uh, we were taking photos. Oh, up in the San Bernardino Mountains with Bradshaw. Yeah, and we went up there with Justin Benny, myself, Bradshaw, Tanya. I got a leech in my belly button. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Bradshaw had us fucking. Didn't you have leeches on your back and shit, too, or something? Oh, did I? I don't remember yeah. that part. Bradshaw but. had us like, going through some river. I had to put all my camera equipment above my head. Phone went crazy. I had to put my camera equipment above my head, and I get home, and I had a fucking leech in my belly button. Oh, my God. Motherfucker, dude. It was <laughs> fucked up. I had to go, That's like... old school thing. Yeah, get it removed. Okay, let's yeah. talk about the squatcher. So, remember when that rock was thrown... I do now, now that you right. tell me the where size we of the rock that we were like, yo, that would have had to been four people, and they would have had to like granny it, loft it out up and over, and this is coming straight down. Like, in kind of the little details that add up into it, like how we went off path from like the normal, like, you know, we, we went, went on a crazy route. We went on a different route, not the normal, whatever. We went straight up this river, right? And we get to this one zone, and then, like, the only time I ever seen deer in the San Bernardino Mountains, like, was there. And, like, I was like, oh, wow, like, the first deer, and it ran up the spot. It was, like, this nice kind of open spot. We were like, oh, this is the spot, you know. We're going to post up here. Little dope waterfall, little pools. And, like, Tanya was like, I'm in a lower little pool, and I'm, like, eye level to the next pool. Like, the level of the rocks, like, I'm a little bit above the next step up. And Tanya was just sitting like, was just standing right there when this rock, I look up, like, I'm looking up, and I see this rock loft, like, it's coming down straight up over, that was at least, like, 20 feet even from any spot, like, for when I, you know, way above it up left, right? So this rock's coming down, and I remember looking up to see if it's, like, yeah, maybe it could be sliding, there's other shit coming down, so I'm trying to look, and then, like, Tanya was just standing there, almost just got her, dude. Like, but when I looked up, and then it was like the thing I think that it tied in because I felt the same feeling and how it was for when I'll get into the second story. Like, I looked up, and then like I I thought it was somebody in a hoodie. You know, I seen the arm like start to go back, like it was like this, and started to go back. Right, so I'm seeing a right arm, and then it's like I thought it was maybe like a fuzzy. Like, one of those, like, you know, Panagonia. Shout out to Zach Doobie. Panagonia. (laughs) Yep. Winner's kits are all proper. So then it goes into, um, I see it, and it's continuing down the arm where it's going to hit, like, our elbow. But it kept going, and then there's these fucking, like, weird cowlick-looking hair, like, hanging. It was, like, a tan. I thought it was, like, a tan hoodie, you know. But when it was, I always thought of, like, when I was looking at it, it was almost like this weird feeling. I've heard stories like just like tigers and other things, even like that bird out east that makes your your putters like that sonar, like, you know, the mental like waves, you know, it's t- like um, the exact term, you know. Frequency. Yeah, like uh, sonar, like, you know, it beached a lot of when military tried it out and it beached a lot of stuff, you know. 
When they say Sasquatch throw rocks at But tigers and natural animals do that certain, but both times was like, it was almost slow motion, but this weird, when I, I just thought it was a person, like I seen the arm and I was like, yo, I just, it was somebody. I just seen a fucking arm. Fuck you. Like, come down here. Like my wife was just there. Like, dude, like wanting them to come down. And then like, we were just there. You know, but I always remember why, like how slow motion and weird type of thing, like I felt and when I seen that. So then, anyways, a couple years gone by, like I've listened. Then I'm like, eventually on one of the road trips east to west, we've done it, Tanya and I, like RV to car, like we've done it like eight times, like back and forth. And then, like, I'd either know about podcasts, you know, like, and then having the app on the iPhone, and then like ended up just finding Sasquatch Chronicles, like. I eventually, like, paid for, like, episodes that aren't on the regular, you know, type of thing. Um, so, like, yeah, anyways. So, like, I've heard stories. That's right. I've, like, heard stories of, like, maybe that, like, you know, why I felt this way. Because then into the second story, right? So, the second story, I'm in New York. Like, I'm in upstate New York State, kind of on the Appalachian Trail. Like, it meets into Massachusetts and stuff. And we're up on these plateaus. Like, these little shelves at the top. Like, you know, like you can see, like just to the very next, like, that's the last, right? And But we're on top and down below, like, um, where I was at, there's, like, a couple little, like, four-wheel size pass, like, you know, but we're right up on top of this. Like, I can see off on where it's definitely just straight down. So we're on top hill, like, you know, we're right at the top of these little pockets, and I'm there's this one knoll that I was on, like, it's a knoll, and it kind of knolls down to the trail on the right. And then you kind of got like a little like rock ledge over on the left. And then like up top, Jeff Harvey, shout out to Jeff Harvey, went hunting with him. This is where the counter was. He's up at a spot. And then um, I'm sitting there. So like, you know, I've like, you know, like I've been listening. Like, you know, it's, I know like what the fuck happened. Like, and I was tripping myself out. Like, yo, I didn't just imagine shit. So it was. That I'm tucked in on the right of the snow, fully camouflaged, fucking got the rifle. Like, I'm down there tucked in. Like, I didn't lay on top of the knoll. Like, I thought I'd bunker down more blended into the knoll, right? Like, on the side of this. And then I'm looking down. Like, I'm going right to left. Like, I'm slowly, I'm just like, you know, not looking through the scope or nothing, but I'm just kind of scanning. And then I see, like, something out the corner, and I look. I see something fucking run up to grab the right arm, come across, come across and sniff the air and look right into my eyes. And then I'm like looking at it and then it dips back, starts running like up towards. And that's when I kind of see, and then it turned right. And then I'm like full visual looking at like, yeah, like a sun bleach looking dark. I know like, yeah, it's not a bear. Fucking, you know, like, come on. Like, I know what the bear looks like. It didn't have the snout. It didn't run up on two legs from way fast over here. Fucking sniff the air and happen to just eye me right to my eyes. And I'm looking at this thing, like, and I'm like, like, you know, like, it. but the same feeling as when I seen that, like, arm that day with the rock in the San Bernardino Mountains. It was that same, like, that whole time. And then once he dipped left, it was like I was right back into like where I was scanning like dude it was like a fucking trip and then so I'm sitting there and it's like before dark like it's before dust and shit like I'm sitting there like I'm not gonna call Jeff like 
I know what the fuck I something that I just fucking looked right in the fucking eyes, dude. Like, I know I'm sitting there. It's like, holy fuck. Like, dude, and I've listened to plenty of stories, too. I'm like, all right. Like, I know I ain't going down there. I ain't going to fucking try to go after it. So I'm going to sit right here. And I keep now always looking behind my back. And I would look back. And then fucking one time, fucking something like I had a brand, like fucking from left of a tree to the right of a tree, like it's running fucking full, like as fast as fucking through this one little fucking thick patch from my sight. Like it fucking like, you know, it came up. It probably knew it. Like, dude, I've heard the stories, dude. So anyways, I'm sitting there like, all right, I see you. You tried it like, you know, like, all right. Like, you know, and then sit there. And then like, I start hearing like, I thought I was like, I couldn't understand it, but it almost sounded like someone's just like, there's a little small group partying over here. Like, I don't know if it was like music or like something, but you know, it sounded like, yo, like they know we're like up here hunting. Like, why would someone be out here like partying? But like they had apple trees up over that way, like all this and that, like, and that thing I know seeing cause they come out like, you know, and they move in groups. Like it's not just one man. So. It goes into, so, yeah, and then I waited for the text from Jeff that, uh, you know, we're going to go out of there, and it was just like, yeah. That's so wild, you, dude. I was like, you're not even going to fucking know what the fuck i seen out here. That's this crazy. You the same Jeff. Feeling, Like, you dude. know, so, like, I kind of held it for a while. I, like, told it, like, you know, like, eventually, like, you know, and there's been plenty of people, another rider for Flo, I forget his name again, pardon and then it goes into like I heard he's seen some up in New Hampshire, like. But there's mad stories. Everyone knows who really knows. Like you know, with the dude, it sounds like you saw something. It was definitely like come, like dude. No I'm one's sure. gonna run out there and yeah. fucking like come on. I'm sure there's gonna be other squatch. Uh, Sighting people hope, that, you that know, listen like, to this fuck pod it. And be I like, don't give I a fuck him. if someone believes me or not. Like, it's like, I know, so I feel good with knowing that, yeah, man, like, it is something, like, and I did see something, whatever it was, it could be, like, whatever. But I mean, there's people like, that dedicate their lives to looking for these things, so they're, people have seen them. And uh, Buds claims that he does the research and he knows that the rocks well, I are thought thrown I heard by John Jackson. Mm-hmm. Oh, shout out to John Jackson. Yeah, they, they have habits of throwing rocks at people. That's right, the thing so they do. Right, so it goes into, um, I heard he's seen something, like, run across, like, what the fuck is, like, running out here? So, um, all right, we've been doing dude, this for a minute. they fucking crawl like fucked up spiders, dude. They go down on their fucking toes and fingers like this fucked up crouch, dude. Like, they roll in fucking groups. Like, you know, there could be all sorts of ones, and, like, other than, like, the main, they have the lower in command, and, like, they kind of troll around. Like I've heard that as well. Dude, like. They'll fucking roll up like they're doing tactical maneuvers. I'll like put some uh, to, some pod some podcasts in the show notes. And sometimes you can't do nothing about it. You like you really can't. Nope. Places with houses that come right up by properties, dude. There's been like someone heard from the town like, "Oh, you're losing your dogs." Like they would go up, six of them with the collars, and it just disappear off the radar. And someone heard about that, like, oh, I got these big old fucking, those Mastiff pit bulls. I got a fucking group of them. I'll come up there and help and see what get. They'll find something, right? Next day, they come back, all fucking, like, seven, ten of them are fucking snapped heads off in a pile right by this gate, way fucking out. Like, Damn. Dude, like And even, like, with properties, like, you gotta maintain your line and shit like that. Like, you gotta hold, like, your perimeter, too, at a lot of places, like... 
It's crazy. Like, people know. That's crazy. All right, Lucas, we've been chatting for a long time. Um, you know, before we get out of here, do you have anybody you want to thank? I want to thank my uh, mom, my G-ma, and uh, Grammy McGoon, and everyone who has supported me, and uh, nothing but love to everyone, and thank you for the snowboarders for being snowboarders in the snowboard world, and uh, mad hypes on a lot of things, and thank you so much for me being here from the beginning to now, and through this new It'll be interesting chapters soon to come through the future. Um, you know, our first Goon Gear film, shout out, you know, of course. Um, so we'll see how it goes from here. And, uh, yeah, also uh, I would like to be in the uh, Knuckle Hunt event. <laughs> Next we got to get Gooner in the in the, uh, in knuckle, the knuckle Huck, huck. at X yeah, Games. I hope Zeb's in there because it was, uh, you know, shout outs to Jamie Anderson too. But yeah, you know, always getting it. Like, oh, and well, who'd you have on here too, Dusty? Dusty Hendrickson. Shout out to Dusty. You know the dope fucking tail skirt flip too. You know, hype on that. But you know, we missed you, Zeb. In there, I was kind of a little disappointed. Pardon, but you know. It wasn't the same without you in there, and uh, maybe uh, throw some shivers in there, and uh, maybe they'll let me in the X Games. I'll shred with y'all. That would be sick. I think we we can make that happen. You know, it might not be all the way to the bottom type shit, but I think I got a couple moves like on the knuckle and like you know going down. Sure, I think people. And if it's a goes, I'll try to get it. Like I think it'll come like naturally. I don't know. Like I don't got anything lined, but I do got a. You know, it'll come, but I do got some moves. I want mine. Dope. Have okay. out there for the world. Just throwing some shiver moves in there. Make sure two people check just out Gear, man. Shiver moves. One hundred percent. If you, if you, if you want to support like snowboarding, first of all, Lucas, this snowboard oh, community. Shout out to Tanner Hall, dude. Our dude, <laughs> yo, go. If you haven't, or if this is past, like, shout out to all the votes, dude. And Tanner Hall, man, mad support. We love you, dude. Get back at it. We love seeing you out there. And uh, proper, dude, and to everyone. And, uh, yeah, y'all. Chris and Stoney, I love y'all. And this we love you, great, too, dog. Love thank you, too, Lucas. Coming. It's been awesome making Hell yeah. it here, man. Dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, one last thing, dude, you got to support Lucas. You got to support Goon Gear. He loves snowboarding. He breathes it. The snowboard community loves him. He loves the community. And uh, with that, we will see you next week over and out from the bomb hole. Peace. Okay, we did it. The Gooner episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. If so, if you did, don't be afraid to post it on your Instagram or text it to a friend. We really love and appreciate all the support from you guys. It means the world. Also, if you want to show other support, you can sign up for our Patreon. Or really, for all things Bombhole, just head on over to bombhole.com, where you can find our store. We got signed Gooner prints. We got stickers. We got mugs. We got new vests in this week. All kinds of stuff like that. And lastly, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't be afraid to subscribe or write a review that helps us out a lot and once again 
I can't stress this enough. Thank you guys so much for listening, tuning in, commenting, interacting with us. If you ever, you know, want to talk to us directly, you can get at Eastone on his Instagram or me at Grand Diesel or at the bomb hole on Instagram. We're on there. We're chatting. We'll get out of here, but we really appreciate you guys once again, and we will see you next week over and out from the bomb hole.